What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? I'm uh, okay, man. This is interesting because I'm doing very well because television. How was your is... Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving was dope. Thanksgiving was very, very fun, you know. Went to, like, my girlfriend's family's house, went to my family's house, went to my dad's mom's house, like, had a bunch of left, had, like, seven plates of leftovers from all these Yo, different places, and it was nuts. The best thing, I'd say the best part for me, food-wise, was actually the turkey breast sandwich and gravy the day after. Oh, same, brother. Oh, I, I did, I, I did, like, a turkey breast and, like, sweet potato combo and, like, mashed that together. With some barbecue chips. Killer. Killer wave. But yeah, definitely a, a good time. A good Mandalorian episode came out during that stretch. We had the Titans finale that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Ooh, yeah. such a such a smash for DC. Kudos to them on Harley Quinn. A solid, solid Watchmen episode. More than just fucking solid, brother. Sorry for my language already early in the show. You're just underselling it. Shout out to DC for that, too. And HBO. Damon Lindelof. Y'all are killing stuff. That's what I... So, before you cut me off and ask me about Thanksgiving, that's what I was getting to, where it's like, bro, in two weeks, I'm going to be a sad cookie. Like, even though we're going to have Netflix... I mean, uh, The Witcher and Mandalorian, no more Titans... No more Watchmen. Like we're just gonna have Witcher, Mandalorian, and Harley Quinn, and I guess and that's movies. not a bad. I guess yeah, I guess that's not a bad way to end the uh, year. You know, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, the uh, Jumanji: The Next Level. Oh my gosh! Do not mention Jumanji: The Next Level in this in this in this conversation of things to be super hyped for. I mean, I just went out and bought <laughs> the last Jumanji movie in my you know Black Friday tradition of buying movies. Actually, you know, I'll mention that right now. I did I, every year. I buy Black Friday movies on the cheap at Target. This year, I bought last uh, Jumanji. Um, I bought Bumblebee. Okay. Uh, Toy Story Four. Okay. Uh, Aquaman. <coughs> solid, solid. Spider Man: Far From Home. And probably in the running for one of my favorite movies of the year, Shazam. Real. See, yeah. As long as I've known you, you have been doing that. All right, I was wrong because there are a couple movies I'm excited for come December. Bombshell, the story of the uh, Fox News stuff, <coughs> the sexual, real-life sexual harassment thing that took down Robert Isles, or Ailes, however you pronounce his name. I'm excited for that with Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie. That's going to be some masterclass in acting, hopefully. Uh, I'm excited for Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems because apparently he's getting Oscar nomination buzz, and it's like, whoa, Adam Sandler getting Oscar nomination buzz? Since when? He's a good but actor, though. But I mean, remember, when we get to the conversation later on, bro, I mean, that's a name that I was going to throw out there. Remember that I I know that I called this movie's trailer. I was like, yo, Schubert, you watch this trailer? You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't hear about this. I was like, yo, this Uncut Gym shit is fire. KG's in it, like a Stanfield. Like, this is ill. And they say this might be the best basketball acted movie from a basketball player, like a basketball actor. Or a basketball player acting, they say he might have been the best one because they said KG actually did his thing. So like, yo, I'm excited for that. As well as uh, no, I think that's it. Yeah, I think. I Which that. movie was that you were just talking about? Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler and Bombshell. Oh yeah, with yeah, yeah. Margaret Robbie, Nicole Kidman, and Char- Charlize Theron. Those are like the two I'm excited for. So. Bon- oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah. 
bombshell. Yeah, bombshell, my brother. Exactly. So other than that, I don't. There's one that's really. Seen. There's one that's getting really highly rated. That's got uh, our boy, the Green Arrow, and then his brother Robbie Mel also in it. Uh, oh no, that's his cousin. Code Eight or oh, cousin, good? whatever. I mean, it's got pretty high high uh, re- reviews right now, or you know, it's a seven point seven on IMDb. It's pretty high. Okay, maybe I'll give it a watch. Oh, I, I think it might be see- something that's coming out on streaming. It's only an hour well, and a half. I can't imagine that being on in theaters. Gotta watch nineteen seventeen. Gotta watch nineteen seventeen. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's my Christmas Day watch for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. But yeah, man, not a lot of news this week. We're actually bringing something new to the show where we're gonna. We we know that you guys liked when me and Schubert would always do certain conversations, and we're going to take a cue from Anime Talk, how me and Krissa always do answer like certain questions, answer you guys' questions. So you guys be sure to send questions in for Bros Who Binge, either on Twitter at aschubert14 or at Bros Who Think or at uh, LynnBWT, or you can go to the thebroswhothink.com, the homepage, scroll all the way down, fill out the little sheet, put in the subject line, Bros Who Binge Questions, and then fill out your question and hit submit, and we will answer your question next episode. But we're going to start doing discussions. Binger queries. Yeah, man, we got a binger lot of... Binger queries. <laughs> we got a lot of discussions in the binger queries section, and we got like two, I think, today, which is going to be dope, but we got a lot of stuff to review. Knives Out, Watchmen, yeah. Titans. Good movie. Mandalorian. Uh, I, I'm talking about the uh, torture report with Adam Driver because our boy's getting Oscar nom, uh, Oscar buzz, and I think he deserves it. That's on. That's an Amazon original movie. I'm gonna give a quick review of uh, Jack Ryan season two because I finished that. Lo and behold, and we gotta talk about Harley Quinn. So and the Irishman. And oh my gosh, I, I almost forgot about that. The one that I know like, this episode is gonna be as just as long as the Irishman, probably. Oh my gosh, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't even. But let yeah, let's get into it. Whenever you're ready, brother, because we got a lot to get into. I'm ready whenever you are. All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. I'm ready. Let's get started. Uh, I want to go ahead and just jump through some of the two the two news stories real quick that we have. Uh, the HBO Max pilot Gumshoe has added five series regulars to its cast. Variety has learned that exclusively Sonia Cassidy and Miles J. Harvey will play the lead roles in the comedy. With Carla Jimenez, Max Casella, and Philippa Sue also cast. The project follows sweet op- an op- a sweet, optimistic young cop who's going to be played by Cassidy. And a creepy crime-obsessed teenager who's going to be played by Harvey, who secretly team up to solve a murder. Mm. Okay. So, that's I'll one of your that HBO out. Max originals. Okay, go HBO Max. Giving us content, unlike other streaming services I know of. Facts. Getting ready to go with the content, too. Exactly. You know? huh, talk about it. All right. Anyway, Netflix has announced the main cast of its upcoming thriller series, Clickbait. Zoe Kazan. Adrian Greener from Shout out to Vinny, Vinny Chase, yo. Shout out to Vinny, bro. Greener, oh, oh. Greener is his last name, my bad. I always look for Vinny Chase in movies, and he's never really doing too much. So whenever he's in something, I always give it a look-see. Um, Betty Gabriel and Phoenix Ray will also star in this eight-episode series. It is said to explore the ways in which our most dangerous and uncontrolled impl- impulses are fueled in the age. Age of social media and reveals the ever widening fractures we find between our virtual and real life personas. Interesting. Adrian so, Grenier always. Doing I feel like it's going to be kind of like a, a big Black Mirror 
show, pretty much. Word, whatever. I mean, just because Adrian Grenier's in it, I'm going to check it out. But, like, this does not fall in Lynn's category of something I choose to watch on my personal time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, we're really into the DC stuff, which is where our next conversation is. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go into talking about, you know, the Michael B. Jordan conversation, uh, what's going on with the state of DC at the moment. Well, what do you what do you have to say, Lyndon? What do you think about the Michael B. Jordan thing first? So Michael B. Jordan being Superman. Look, I'm all for Michael B. Jordan being in the DC universe. I want that more than like a lot of other things. I mean, we've had his name floating around for a while to be the Green Lantern. Yes, exactly, and that's my thing. If you want to do a black Superman and you want to do Val Zod, do not start off your new universe with Val Zod. I, I believe that's his name. Hold on. Let me let me let me just No, I think you're right. Because I don't want people to come at me like, yo, Lynn, you know. Yes, Val Zod. Do not start your universe with Val Zod. If this is a new universe, you have to start it with Clark Kent. You have to. No if and buts about it. I don't want black Superman. If you're going to do Michael B. Jordan as a black Superman-like character, DC has another black character who's a milestone character who's a badass named Icon. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you've watched uh, Young Justice or even Justice League, you know of Icon. That would be a great pull for Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan would be an amazing John Stewart. Shit, if you want to upgrade Static's age, let Michael B. Jordan be Static Shock. My point Black is... Black Lightning. Black Lightning, yes. My point is, Superman is a character that is Clark Kent. If you're going to do other versions of it, you have to have Clark Kent established first. I don't want Clark Kent to be an African-American. I just don't. There's There's... A lot of great African-American lore and characters out there that I would rather see. And if you're going to say you want him to be Valzad, that's cool. But I have to have a Clark Kent in that universe first. Like, I just, don't, I just think there's better characters for Michael B. Jordan to be in the DC universe. Because I think he would make a damn good Jon Stewart in the new Justice League. I mean, I agree with that. I think that when it comes to something that's if you can provide the receipts for it i'm always down to do it like you know with the valzad thing like sure i feel like you can provide the receipts for it but is it really what furthers along the the major story of what no. we're trying to go for here uh i feel like you know marvel did this really well they found a character that was an african-american character that really kind of pushed along the narrative at, right and that was the way that they chose to choose a, a black, a, a, you know, African-American lead. And so they ran with that and it really worked out. So I think that there's definitely a bunch of different characters in the DC universe that you could use that. And great for, like, ones. And great, great ones, ones, too. Like, honestly, you could make Michael B. Jordan, if you really want to be a godlike character, bro, make him John, John, John Jones. Oh Make yeah, him, definitely. Like that, there's so many great characters. I don't that I think could, he would be. I don't think he would be right for that character at all. Me neither. But I'm just, I'm just giving you <laughs> other black characters that would work. I think the character that would, because I don't think Michael B. Jordan would be a great Superman if we're being fucking honest. Like, sorry no. again for cursing. It's so early in the episode, but this it gets me triggered. M Michael B. Jordan would be best served 
as John freaking Stewart. It's not rocket scientists, rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. We see this guy's strengths. He's charismatic. He could get a little darker with John Stewart. Make it happen, especially since you're about to bring Hulk people into the DC universe, and we could get a Shira John Stewart relationship. All I know is when am I getting Blue Beetle? Mm-hmm. And you like why isn't Shira. it now? Ah, I don't know, brother. I can't. I can't defend that one, my my G. I'm not gonna even stunt. I'm not gonna even stunt on you. They need to bring Blue Beetle in, but like you know, we no, gotta set no. some other Blue, benchmarks there's definitely, first. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of essential characters that need to be brought in before there, and let me, a lot. Let me, and a lot of them are African American characters. We need to bring in a Green Lantern. I think that John Stewart is the best Green Lantern, in my opinion. So I would love to see John Stewart in this universe, uh, and also. You know, Black Lightning and a lot of Justice League narratives is a very essential character and needs to could probably benefit in this universe. I mean, he's already had his, his TV shot, I think, so people are kind of accustomed to the name now. Maybe move it on to the big screen. I don't he know. He can if- be kind of like a Falcon in a sense. Like, you could throw him, like, he doesn't have to start with a movie right away. Like, he could be a Justice League That's character. That's what I was about how, to say, yeah. how, Fal- how Falcon's like an Avengers character, and you know who... You could either put Black Lightning with Batman because there's a lot of stories mm-hmm. with uh, Jefferson Pierce and Bruce Wayne. They're, they're good friends. Jefferson Pierce runs Bruce Wayne's team, The Outsiders. That's a good way to, if Matt Reeves wants to tell a different story. The Outsiders, yeah. The Outsiders would be a great story to tell, but that's us. That's like movie two, movie three, but that's us getting ahead of ourselves. But Jefferson Pierce would work. That would be something dope. I'm not going to, I don't think they're going to retread Cyborg right away. So I wouldn't want to see Michael B. Jordan as Cyborg anyway, but. Man, John Stewart is just it's just calling his name, bro. Like I said, it's not freaking rocket scientist. Rocket science. He could even be uh if if we want to get there, Mr. Terrific. That works as well. Even though oh I- yeah, Mr. Terrific too. I think I but again, I don't think that he'd be a good Mr. Terrific. Like there's a few. That's the thing about the conversation we're having. Like there's a lot of really essential good DC African American characters, but 100%. would Michael B. Jordan be good for them? Uh, like Michael B. Then. Jordan really wouldn't even be good for Icon. Like I'm, if I'm being 100 no. honest with myself, I think yeah, no, no, exactly, bro. You know, if Michael B. Jordan is gonna be any character, it has to either be Jefferson Pierce, and then he's being a specific type of Jefferson Pierce. We're not even getting. Uh, 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 I'm not gonna. Say I mean, Michael I could see him being get... older Static Shock too. That's what I'm saying. Like Static would work, Black Lightning or John Stewart. Like I'm looking at, he wouldn't be a good steal. Even though Steel's a great character, Batwing is dope, but I wouldn't want to see him sidelined to being Luke Luke Fox. Even though I would love to see Luke Fox in this universe, but we gotta take we gotta crawl before we can walk, ladies and gents. Uh, yeah, man, it's like there's there's so many there's a slew of good characters. I mean, I could see him doing Green Lantern. That's the best one, bro. Like Firestorm's another option. He could be like Aqualad. Yeah, but Firestorm like, could go either way. But, like, I don't think uh, you want to put him as Aqualad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what about John Boyega? Mm. But I think he's already tied with Disney, huh? Yeah, he is. John Boyega would make, make a great uh, John Stewart as well. John Boyega, uh, I mean, make a, John Boyega would make a great Jefferson Pierce, if we're being honest. Sure. Yeah, I like, think. Like, he would make well, I mean, a great I was like, going like, to maybe throw his head in the ring for Icon. He would, John, John Boyega would make a great Icon as well. That's what I'm saying. Michael B. Jordan fits a specific type of character, and I just don't think Superman's the one. But let we we spend enough time talking on circles on Michael B. Let's talk about Hawk people coming to the DC universe. Yes, Hawk people. <laughs> we got Hawkman coming into Black Adam. We got 
Dr. Fate coming into Black Adam, as well as the Justice Society of America. Schubert, what's up with Black Adam, bro? Black Adam is going to be like this defining film in the DC universe it's as, either gonna as we move forward. Or really fail. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the thing that you you bank on when you're putting the Rock in this. So like, true, I think what, bro. So I mean, true. like the Rock is the one of the biggest. I would say the biggest action star right now. One hundred percent. I don't disagree. I mean, he brings people. He brings people to the theater, and I mean, if The Rock is going to be cast in your superhero film, you got to, you got to make it all out. I mean, you got to go all out with it. And if you want to make this connective, then go ahead and start now because this is going to be the one that a lot of eyeballs are going to get on. Yeah, true. And and look, what a cool way to start. What a cool way to differentiate yourself from Marvel by showing that your universe has had a superhero team before the one everybody's anticipating, and doing it to where they're in a Black Adam movie with The Rock Johnson. That is freaking amazing. Like, which is an anti-hero movie, which is almost like a Deadpool. Exactly, and they're like the, the heroes. So, like, if it works, my God, it could really work. I mean, it's especially almost like... Doctor, a- especially with Dr. Fate, too, bro. That that introduces magic. Yeah, even though I mean, Even though Shazam already introduces magic, but that introduces a real type of magic that could be, like... Well, it also gives you the idea of, yes, that's what I was about to say, Get you getting you to Zatanna, who I think would be a, a really interesting movie or a series that Justice they haven't explored Dark would yet. would be an amazing, an amazing show on HBO Max, my goodness, and let it tie to the movie universe. That's so true. Like, with HBO Max, I think it's going to give the opportunity for DC to really get that quality TV shows that are starting to move over to the streaming service now. Yeah. And, you know, and away from the WB era. Uh, but, you know, as we move away from the WB era, and actually I hear that Batwoman's not, the ratings aren't that bad for it, but, I mean, I don't, I'm not watching those shows. Hell no, it's over for those but shows. But I will say that they were pretty essential in moving the dial for DC TV. It was. No, got to give them credit. Like, like bro, th- especially th- Arrow. The Arrow universe I watched up until the season with, uh... The season right after, what's his name? Uh, Adrian. The season right after, um, oh my gosh, I'm looking at him. It was his homie. He 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 it, he blew up with, the, uh, with the Mr. Terrific and all them. Uh 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 uh. He the villain blew up uh Leanne Yu and like it was with his son and shit. Whoever the villain was that season, I fell off after that. But if I'm being honest with myself, the fact that DC TV on CW got up to Crisis on Infinite Earths. That needs to be freaking applauded. Where they're doing sure. Smallville, they're bringing in my a guy that when I go to because we're doing Louisiana Comic Con, like just spoiling shit. But like we'll talk about that a lot later. That there's no time to talk about that now. But Kevin Conroy is a guest at Louisiana Comic Con. You best believe I'm gonna be there front row trying to talk to Mr. Kevin Conroy and to say that he has voiced Batman. And DC TV on CW has gotten him to play the Kingdom Come Batman. Kudos to you guys, ladies and gents. Kudos to you. We don't know if Mark Hamill's going to appear, but if that happens as Joker, kudos to you again. You have Alex Luthor in there. You have Smallville in there. You have uh, Brendan Ralph Superman. Kudos. Like, what they have done, the movies only aspire to become that. You have to give them props on their connectivity in their lore building, in their universe building. Whether or not we like the shows or not, 
what they have achieved is yeah, whether like special. you like that lore building and that universe building. They did it. They did it. And like my thing is, I'm not gonna hate on how they built the lore. I hate on how they try to execute some of the lore, but the fact that they did it is 100% amazing. My thing is, if we're getting Justice Society in Black Adam, are we getting a Jay Garrick, uh, the early Flash? That would be dope. Are Probably we getting, so. Are we getting Alan Scott, the, the first Green Lantern? Are we, I don't think we're going to get a Star Girl because she's going to be in the DC TV show. Yeah, the TV show. But if we got a Star Man, that'd be, that'd be hype. Uh, we're getting a Hawkman, they said. We're getting Dr. Fate. I, I'm willing to bet we get Jay Garrick. I'm with you on that because he's a staple. Yeah, I think Jay Garrick will happen, and I think that could be a help, a helpful lead into Flash at that time. Because well, do you I think, think that Alan would be a Scott, little more established? Do you think Alan Scott's Green Lantern is in there? Because I, I feel like if Jay Garrick's in there, they gotta put Alan Scott's Green Lantern. Uh, I think that's pretty possible. Um, and I also think by that time, because that movie is coming out 2021, 2022, something like that. 2021, brother. It's yeah. it's out with the year with Batman and Suicide Squad. That's DC what I'm saying. So, hard so I'm I'm no. I'm thinking like the DC news at that point is going to be way more established, and they're going to be like, okay, well, we're trying to do a Flash, we're trying to do a Green Lantern, and so this is like a little bit of a setup for them, in a way. Oh, this is nuts. The fact that we're getting Batman, James Gunn, Suicide Squad, and Justice League. I mean, Justice Society of America versus Black Adam in the same year. Like, I'm gonna see Hawkman. Whoever Idris Elba is playing, fingers crossed it's Bronze Tiger and not Vigilante, but whatever. Idris Elba and then Robert Pattinson's Batman all in the same year. DC, if you can execute 2021, sheesh, boy. (laughs) The tides, let me not say the tides are turning, but the waves are picking up on this side, ladies and gentlemen. The boat's starting to rock (laughs) in a good way, too. Yeah, I mean, DC is definitely figuring out what they want to do in the movie space. And with HBO Max coming, then it really opens up their TV space as well. Um, I think some Marvel fans are, I mean, if we're going to say any bash on Marvel, I've heard the most recent one is that some fans are fed up that they're going to have to watch two series just to understand what's going on in Doctor Strange. Mm. They're starting to get kind of fed up with like, the connectivity. How much they're going to have to... Invest. Invest in It's like a comic book too. now, boys. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it, we're going dis- to separate I the real think, from the fake. And I mean, I think... That and that's, that's no just, diss to that's, the normal fans. That's no diss. Yeah, I mean, and I just think that's just the way it is with that. And I don't think it's a bad thing for Marvel to try and make that connectivity like that. You got to sell, sell Disney Plus, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, eventually that's going to be a discussion that DC has to have as well with the connectivity. With I mean, it's the stuff with Star Wars too. People are already talking about well, you know, with where's stuff Young that's going where's on with Mandalorian. Young yeah. What what's going to happen in the films and blah blah blah. I mean, like some things got to be singular. Um, yeah. That's I still the, that's think, I still the... think there's going to be some kind of mention or I don't know if the, there's going to be a, there's has to be something. If you're gonna have like a new Jedi Order and there's a young Yoda species out there, then like, I mean, it's got to be there. Like, we'll talk more about that. That's all I'm saying. We'll talk more about that because I got some questions for you. Okay, I got some questions for you. But yeah, man, Just Society of America, this is amazing. 
we're in a good time for nerd culture. In 2021, it should be a good year for Marvel. Hopefully, I think they have. That's the Shang Chi year, so they're they're introducing well, we're gonna get, stuff. I'm I'm really excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's next year, brother. Yeah, 2020. We're talking about 2020. We're talking about 2021. That's when Black Adam and all this in DC oh. is dropping the hammer. Well, they're dropping I mean, it on Shang Chi. Be season two by then. Oh, true, true, true. Hopefully, that but that might be Hawkeye year. That's I think that's Hawkeye. No. Hawkeye should be later. Isn't that WandaVision year? Mm, I think that... I'm pretty sure that's Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye's 2021 is... Hawkeye's the last one. Let me see. Hold on. I'm going to pull up the Marvel slate. Marvel slate. And and WandaVision has to lead into Doctor Strange. And uh, another one has to lead into Doctor Strange. Don't don't you worry. I'm about to to tell tell you the dealio. Let's see. All right. So Hawkeye is, like I said, 2021. It's it's battling with that Batman slate. Thor, Love, and Thunder is battling against Black Adam. Let's go. Big battle. We got Summer with the What If animated series. We got Spring Loki 2021 series. We got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness battling both Batman coming up in June and Suicide Squad in April, baby. Let's go. You got so one. It's the right in the middle. Yeah, and Shang-Chi's in February. Starts it all off. Gotcha. And then WandaVision spring before the uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's a wild year. I mean, look, man. If any year is DC's going to beat Marvel and, and start to swing the tide, not saying that they've accomplished what Marvel has, because Marvel already has a whole saga taking place. DC would have to go miles to get to that point. But to start turning the tide, the needle... To your area, if there's any year to take them, it's that 2021 year. And you're sending your heavy hitters, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I think is going to be a smash. Matt Reeves' Batman, which Schubert in my bones, in my heart of hearts, I believe in that movie more than I believe in a lot of things in my life right now, bro. Like, I'm, I think Robert Pattinson is about to transcend and give us one of the best Batman performances ever. I think this movie is going to be a smash hit. And then Black Adam's kind of the one that I'm worried about, but if they... If I not, to feel a little bit more confident about that one. I feel confident about it now that I know they're putting Dr. Fate, Hawkeye, I mean, Hawkman, and all this. Like, the fact they're doing that, I'm confident in it now, but if I had to rank my confidence, i go Matt Reeves number one, James Gunn number two, and Be- Black Adam number three. But like I said, if there's any year to take Marvel... It's that year. They do have some heavy hitters they're going up against. Uh, I mean, at least Thor. It's pretty. Thor. I mean, Thor is an essential original Avenger. Um, right. But right. and Tyka's coming back. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. That's the big smash. But you telling me Batman got to worry about Doctor Strange? Come on, no. man. Yeah. And and especially because Doctor Strange has his own little pocket anyway. It has to deal with WandaVision. Oh, I mean, nobody wants to watch that show anyway. That's what Marvel fans are complaining about. They don't want to watch WandaVision because apparently it ties to Doctor Strange somehow. And you got to deal with the first five episodes being like a, a, a journey through sitcoms. <laughs> exactly. Which is weird, but WandaVision will produce their kids, uh, which I'm very interested to see how that comes into the main universe. But enough talking about superheroes. That was a good little detour. Exc- I'm bright. Like I remember when BVS was on the horizon, 
And I, I'm so excited for 2021. Like, I'm looking forward to 2021. Like, we Were skip- you as excited for BBS? Uh, damn. That's an interesting question because, bro, I was, you know how hype I was pre-BVS for BVS. Like, the hype was real for that. Um, am I as hyped? Oh, I mean, like, did, do you think the pieces, like, lined up for you? It was, like, Ben Affleck coming in as Batman. You had already seen Henry Cavill be the Man of Steel. Um, Let me tell you how the pieces. Who else was getting added into that? That was the introduction of Gal Gadot. Jesse Eisenberg Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Like I was hype on that is before it happened. Jeremy Irons is is Alfred. Um, the do the pieces line up equally? Yes. What was the director then? The director was Zack Snyder. And I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm more confident in Matt Reeves. Oh, I am. Yeah, Matt. well, I'm, yeah, I don't know if Zack Snyder was really that needle pusher, pushing pusher. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was more excited about Ben being casted than Robert, but I'm more excited about Matt being the director than Zack, and I'm more excited about the villains than Jesse Eisenberg's Lex because you have Paul Dano as the Riddler, which is immaculate to me. Colin Farrell as Penguin. Let's get it going, brother. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Let's go. Well, it's totally totally different, though, because, like, Batman vs. Superman was a totally different kind of vibe for that. Yeah, 100%. It was all about Superman and... Batman was the the B-plot. Or, like, he was the B-plot, but, like, he was... was Well, I mean, there wasn't... You weren't getting these villains. Like this, what's really exciting about this Batman is that we're kind of getting this rogues gallery. Like not only that we're getting these names for these characters, but that we're getting those characters all in one Batman movie, and it's not going to be, you know, cheesy, yeah. cheesy, campy George Clooney movie. Yes, bro. That's why I'm so. That's why I feel it in my bones, Schubert. Because I, there's no way on God's green earth, DC is doing a Batman movie after the debacle that was BVS and giving it to Matt Reeves, casting someone like Robert Pattinson, and you're telling me we're about to get campy like George Lu- No, like George Cl- Hell no. They're no. going for a Christopher Nolan type, but more comic book lore Batman, and Matt Reeves is going to give us damn near a noir film with this detective shit. I'm ready to go, bro. 2021 can't get here fast enough. Yeah, man, I'm excited about it so where do we want to go next do we want to box office brother all right let's roll through the box office then um let me pull it up here well we pretty much know who's up on top it's going to be or what is it knives out i think it's frozen 2 it's of course frozen 2 knives out comes in at number two queen and slim at number three ford and ferrari at number four and uh the mr rogers a beautiful day in the neighborhood at number five all those movies are pretty good. Uh, uh, they said Mr. Rogers is good. I love Ford and Ferrari. I have to see Queen and Slim. I've heard mixed reviews, but I've heard some positive things. I want to see it before I, I, I lay judgment on it. And then uh, I'm not seeing Frozen 2, so I don't care about that. I'll just ask my, my niece how that was. And then, and then, 86 uh, mil. Ooh, good, good for Frozen 2. But uh, shout out to Knives Out. Good, good movies we will be reviewing knives out very shortly Schubert, let's do our uh, movie on the rise yeah so there is really nothing coming out this week on television or in the theaters for movie on the rise so we wanted to start by giving um 
Christmas recommendations on the way to Christmas. Yeah, we're so, counting down each week, like the 25 yeah. days of Christmas, but like however many weeks. The three we weeks, the three so episodes Christmas. of Christmas, pretty much, yeah. pretty sure. Uh, maybe four, maybe. Yeah, maybe four. So we're going we're, we're counting down to Christmas. We're going to give you Christmas recommendations until we get to Christmas to get you guys in the Christmas spirit. Uh we'll probably have some other movie on the rise the other weeks, but we will be giving you a Christmas movie one or two each week. So, Schubert, start us off, brother. Uh I'm going to go ahead and give two of these that I have that are not categorized as Christmas movies, but they take place during Christmas and one of them has Christmas in the name. Uh it's The Office Christmas Party which came out two years ago, and it's probably my favorite recent Christmas movie okay. that I like to watch every year. I own it on DVD. I love it. It's got uh, Bait- Jason Bateman, Mila Kunis. Or not Mila Kunis, I'm sorry. Olivia Munn. They, I, they mix match for me sometimes. Olivia Munn, <laughs> Jason Bateman. Um, Jimmy Butler makes a guest appearance. It's all, oh, it's, Jimmy it's pretty funny. It's a, it's a pretty fun movie, so check that one out and then the other one is batman returns oh okay it's definitely a christmas movie it takes place during christmas so <laughs> you're falling with that uh if it takes place during christmas it's a christmas movie yeah batman returns all right cool cool um i got one that's not necessarily a christmas movie but to me it very much so is die hard i want to start you guys off with the action See? movie Same. but that's during Christmas, so it could give you the vibes. Like, we're not there yet. No need to go heavy-handed on it quite yet. But we're just we're, we're trying to get you in the mood. We're trying to get you to understand that it's Christmas time. And then I have a comedy for you, Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, another movie that's during Christmas. But it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it'll get you in the vibes. We're starting off with light christmas atmospheric movies to get you like oh man maybe i should put up my tree maybe i should put up my lights and then as we get more and more closer to christmas we're going to start laying it on you heavy because i got some rankin bass coming some animated rankin bass baby the best christmas movies of them all i'm mr snow miser if you know if you get that drift you know what i'm talking about i don't know what that is bro you don't know what that is yo please if you know what i'm talking about a Rankin Bass animated classic that used to play on ABC Family, or you could have the DVD. And the song, and one of the songs in the thing is about I'm Mr. Snow Miser or I'm Mr. Heat Miser. If you know what that is, get in Schubert's mentions and tell him he's uncultured. I'm not a big Christmas person, so I probably am uncultured when it comes to Oh, yeah, that's to true. That. I always forget about that. Schubert is the Grinch, lo and behold. Yeah, I love the Grinch. Yeah, no, I know you do. All right, but yeah, those, those are some of our Christmas <coughs> movies. We got Batman Returns. Used to be the Grinch, man. I used to be the Grinch. <laughs> we got Batman <laughs> Returns, Office Christmas Party, Trading Places, and Die Hard. Watch those movies to start to get you in the Christmas <coughs> spirit. We're coming on light, and we will get heavy-handed as we go. Schubert, man, how are we how are we transversing this this big review period? Do you want me to knock out um, my two uh my two my two Amazons? Well, do you? Want to do the discussions before or after the reviews? Ooh, let's do the discussion before the review. Good idea, good idea. All right, well, let me read my question. So to this week's discussion question, Schubert, because last week you brought up a great topic of who are the those dudes when you think of best actors? Who are those women when you think of best actresses? Like, who who is the quote-unquote man? people. Yeah, who are the it actors and actresses? And I was thinking, 
a good way to test if that actor is really good at his job because what an actor is supposed to do is make you believe there's someone else and make you love or hate that character, either way of the, the pendulum, but make you feel some sort of emotion towards that character. And I thought of, if you can name an actor's characters, does that say they're a great, does that say something about the actor? And if you can't, does that also say something about an actor? So I wanted to go through some of our favorite actors and see if we can name some of their characters. Or some of the people that we think are big. Yeah, can we name some of their characters? Without looking at Google. We've already said we're not going to look at Google. This is going to be hard, brother. Yeah, it's a little difficult, but, you know, it's a good little test of your knowledge there. All right, say, uh, um, I'll say one of your I mean, favorite like, actors. You say I mean, one of we're mine. We're going to go to, like, you know, first names or last yeah. names or, you know, partial counts. Yeah, partial definitely counts. Uh, I'm going to say one of your act- favorite actors' names. You say one of mine, and we'll go back and forth like that, so... All right, I got one for you. Adam Driver. Well, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. Uh, um, shoot, I can't even remember his character's name in Black Klansman. Yeah, that's what I was seeing, if you could get it. Uh, dang, yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. And I really haven't seen too much of uh, any other things that he's been in. Besides girls, and his name was Adam and and girls. Okay, um, okay, I'm not gonna get you on that. I'm not gonna get you uh, hard on that one. I was just seeing if you. Uh... But I don't really know too many Adam Driver movies that I've seen besides uh, Black Klansman and Star Wars. His his Klansman his name in Black Klansman in, is um, is Flip is Flip Zimmerman. Flip Zimmerman, and then in uh, I saw him in Logan Lucky, and I don't remember what his name was in Logan Lucky. Yeah, I don't know his name in Logan Lucky either. His name in the torture report is Daniel Jones. He plays FBI agent. Daniel, Daniel Jones, future Daniel. star. Yes. All right. So Schubert, name one name an actor that you know that I enjoy. Let's see if I can get it. Okay. How about your your boy right now, um Robert Pattinson, Batman. Oof, that's a hard one. Um Oh man, Cedric Diggory. Um, I'm trying. Edward Cullen. What was his name in The King, man? Oh my gosh, it was some Prince Charles. I, th- no, I, I don't think, think that was it. I think it was Prince Charles, bro. Yeah, I think I think it was Prince Charles, and I don't know too many other Robert Pattinson movies. Let me see The King. Let me let me, let me Google this. I'm looking right now. It was uh, the Dolphin, but I don't remember what they said his name was. It wasn't Dolphin Charles. Dolphin just means prince. I know, but, but I don't. But on IMDb, they don't say like the name. Mm. They just say the Dolphin. Mm, let's let's see. Let's see if I can, because I got IMDb plus. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we, what we got here. IMDb Plus. Let's see what they get. I don't even see Robert Pattinson listed, bro. Yeah, they do just say the Dolphin. Damn. Fuck. All right. Kudos to you, Schubert. All right. Uh, Schubert, I got one for you. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yes, man. one of the one Donnie of those men in Hollywood. All right. All right. Um, I mean, I don't even. I don't even remember Mysterio's name. <laughs> oh, it's oh shit. 
Oh yeah. Well, you know Mysterio, so hey, I'll give you that. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know his name in Nightcrawler or <laughs> or Prisoners. Prisoners. I don't even know if I've seen that. Yo, you um, haven't seen Prisoners? Yo, Prisoners is amazing. His name in Far From Home, Quentin Beck. Uh, would you say you said uh you didn't say Prisoners? You said um Nightcrawler, Louis Bloom. Louis Bloom, okay. Yeah, his name is Louis Bloom. In Prisoners, he's Detective Loki. Damn, I should have known that. And let's see what his name is in uh in uh Zodiac. Oh, I knew this one, Robert Graysmith. Yeah, I knew that one. So I didn't know the um the others on that one. So man, maybe Jake Gyllenhaal is not as big of the man as we thought. Oh, maybe I we just don't know. No, I mean, I, I don't know if I know enough Jake Gyllenhaal movies. I mean. It's just hard for me to say that I've seen like enough of his repertoire. Like I think like the kind of actors that we need to be throwing into this category is like okay, so for you, you know, Will Smith. Ooh, okay. I was waiting for you to give me Denzel, but Will Smith's cool. Hancock. Um. Oh my. Um. I'm looking at him in Bad Boys. Hold on. Give me a second. It's gonna come to me. Trigger Mike. Mike. His name is Mike in Bad Boys. Uh. Independence Day. What is his fucking name? Uh, Agent J in Men in Black, uh, Jim West, Wild Wild West. Um, give me a second. They're just gonna, they're just coming to me, and I'm gonna just rattle them off because I know a lot of Will Smith uh, act is. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of Will Smith movies, so. Genie, um, Floyd Lawton, Deadshot. Um, what is his? I don't know his name in Focus. He was Muhammad Ali. Um, I don't know his name in Pursuit of Happiness. Actually, I do. It's it's that billionaire. God damn it. I, I don't know his name, but I, I don't know his name in Independence Day, which is sad. I should know that. Um, uh, do, uh, do I know his name in anything else? Shark Tale. To... Oh, Shark Tale. Damn, that's a Oscar. Yeah. Oh, and he's Hitch. I, yeah, I knew Hitch. Yeah, okay. What about iRobot? Oh, I don't know iRobot, bro. I'm not oh, man, that's, the, that's one of the ones that I know for sure. He's uh, Detective Dale Spooner. Mm, okay. Independence Day, he's Captain Stephen Hiller. Yeah. And uh, I was right about Bad Boys. It's I said Mike. It's Mike Lowry. Trigger Mike. I knew his, in Hancock, he's John Hancock because of uh, the signature. And they told him in the hospital to sign as John Hancock, so he signed his name as John Hancock. So... Boom. Uh, we know some Will Smith characters, baby. Um, um, you know, I know some, you know, Will Ferrell ones. Go ahead. They're pretty iconic. Uh, Ricky Bobby. Uh, yeah. Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Jackie Moon. Uh, he he was once he once played Sherlock Holmes in that crappy movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, oh my gosh. Frank, oh, you, wasn't you he Frank in old school? Yeah, he was Frank the Tank. Yeah. Frank the Tank. You my Frank boy, Blue. Tank. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I can remember some Will Smiths, and you know, I can remember, a f- well, I mean, Adam Sandler's, of course, also have to do with his name. That was also the easy thing for him. Be Happy and, Gilmore and Billy and, Madison. And, Comedies are a little more easier than uh, dramas. But I got Denzel, Training Day, Alonzo, Frank Lucas, American Gangster. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Q, John Q. Uh, freaking Malcolm X, Malcolm X. 
Oh, um, what about in um He Got Game? Oh shit! I oh my gosh! I know his name and he got game. Jake Shuttlesworth because he's Jesus Shuttlesworth's father, baby. That's it. Let's go. Um, let's see what other uh Denzel movies. Antoine Fisher. I don't know his name. I was gonna say his name was Antoine Fisher, so I was wrong in that shit. That is not his name. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I uh most Denzel's baby. That's what I was. That's what I was. Oh, I know his name in Flight. He's Whip Whit Whit Whitaker. Whit- Whitaker? I know his name in that one because that's how I remembered it. And in Book of Eli, he's Eli. So, boom. You know any? You know any Leos? Leo. Um. Because I know some Leos. I'm trying to remember the Django guy right now. Calvin Candy, brother. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was like, it's Candy, isn't it? Like, but I was, I always get confused with Candy, and then I always think of that first plantation with Big Daddy. Mm, okay. And okay. Like I'm always like, and I'm always like, is Candy was Candy the Big Daddy guy or was Candy like the main guy? Like I know that they're both plantation ones. Uh, Rick um, Dalton in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I remember that because that was so recent. Yeah. Um, Frank Abagnale in um, Catch Me If You Can. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, he is Jordan Belfort in uh, Jordan World Belfort. War. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's uh, J. Edgar Hoover and J. Edgar. <laughs> but that's just an easy one because those are like the biopic ones. He's Jack and Titanic. I mean, I, I will say that I'm pretty glad that I knew Frank Abagnale. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big pull. That's a pretty essential pull. But, I mean, that is pretty much Catch Me If You Can. He's and, Cobb uh, in his, in Gilbert his Grape, right? Wasn't he Gilbert Grape? Uh, I think so. I'll Google it after I finish. He was Romeo. Movie. He was Romeo. He's Billy in The Departed. Okay. He, he's Howard Hughes in uh, Aviator. Uh, shoot, Leo movies. That's uh, really all the ones that I can think of. I'm trying to think. Do I know his name in uh, Gangs of New York? It's it's some city. It's some like foreign city. He has a foreign city name. Oh, well, I'll look that up for you. Um, it's uh, it's somewhere in Europe. Amsterdam. That's- yes, Amsterdam. See, I was close. I was describing it. Shit. And his, and his name in The Departed is Billy Costigan. I knew it was Billy. I couldn't freaking remember his last name, but it's Costigan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Leo's it's definitely boy, hard. It it's is definitely a hard thing to remember. Does that say something about the characters? As, as Does that say something about the actors, or does that say something about the people just not remembering actor names? I mean, character names. Um, I think it has more to do on the films that you remember mm. the characters' names more than the actors. Uh, because sometimes... Sometimes, you know, you remember a performance, but not the name of the person that they were playing because, you know, that's we recognize actors by who they are and not by 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 certain roles. Some of them do get pegged in the certain roles and that's why they don't succeed. It's the ones that you can't recall, like their name from a a big time role that probably just recognize recognition because they can be chameleons yeah true 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 like i couldn't name you uh many um what's my guy i can only name jim gordon but uh what's my guy's name um gary oldman yeah i can't name you many Ga- Sirius besides black. Sirius black yeah exactly besides Sirius black and jim uh, gordon i can't um, name you many winston churchill Ooh, but yeah but you all right that's that's all right i'll give you that one but name any others. Uh, I can't. I can't name his name in Fifth Element. Exactly. No. But I can give you some Christian Bales, Ken Miles, Dick Cheney. 
uh, Captain Joseph J. Blocker, because I just watched Hostels, Bruce Wayne, um, John Connor, Dan Evans, 310 to Yuma. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, do, I don't know his name in Hustlers, in American Hustle. I don't know his name in that. I'm not going to lie. Um, shoot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his name in that, so not going to not going to lie to y'all. Oh, did you know that Christian Bell was in Shaft and his name was Walter Wade Jr.? Patrick Bateman no. from American Psycho? He was I'm, in Newsies. I don't remember what his name was, though. Wasn't he like, uh, no, Newsies isn't about, isn't a Romeo and Juliet knockoff. I thought it was. No, 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 no. It's a, it's, it's a musical. Yeah, it's its own thing. But yeah, word. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it says more about the film. If the film's memorable, then we'll remember your characters. But I definitely think certain actors, you remember them for their character. And that could be a bad thing. That could be a good thing. It just depends on if you're, like, for example, I remember Denzel as Alonzo, but I also remember Denzel as freaking John Q. Or, and I also remember Denzel as Jake Shuttlesworth. So he's kind of a chameleon. I, like, same thing with Leo. But for someone like, let's see... I'm trying to think of a character actor that I just remember. Um, how about uh, what are you talking about? A character actor? Yeah, that you just only know one character for their for their act, for their movies. They're like a typecast guy. Um. Well, for a while, Terry Crews. Oh yeah, from White Chicks, but I don't know his name. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what was his name in White Chicks? Oh man, I just remember all like things they would call him. <laughs> I don't even know his name in White Chicks. Oh, if I got one for you. I only know Michael Sarah is uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, um, Evan from Superbad. Okay. Uh, all right. And that's it. I only know Morgan Freeman is God. Yeah. Uh, and the voice and the narrator of March of the Penguins. Yeah, that's it, brother. Like I know he was in Shawshank, but wasn't he? Wasn't he like Little John in some Robin Hood thing? Who knows, brother? All I know is he's God and Bruce Almighty. Yes, Jim Carrey. I can. I don't know if I can remember his character names though. The Mask, Riddler. Riddler. <laughs> Fucking Dr. Robotnik. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that's his name, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic. Shout out to Jim Carrey. True, true. But that's a damn shame we don't know his, his character's name from Eternus, uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless, whatever that movie is. But yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless. There we go. That was definitely fun to go through, but yeah, the, you know, actors. <sighs> well, the. I think we kind of went over some of the ones, but like I said, like it's one of it's some of the ones that really kind of fit our mold of the movies that we like that we remember. Like that's what I'm saying, like with the Will Smiths and the Will Ferrells. And... Can you name any of the Rocks? Because I I can do Spencer from Jumanji. No, I can, I can do uh, Hobbs from uh, Hobbs and Shaw. He was the Scorpion King. Um, let's see if I can do any. Who, who was he in GI Joe? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I can do from The Rock, man. I just know him as The Rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I can't. I mean, I can't do much with uh, with different character names. I mean, like I said, it's it just is with some movies that I remember like certain character names because they're like 
prevalent in the into that certain movie. True. Like uh, with, with like School of Rock, I remember that Jack Black played a character named Dewey Finn, but he went by the name Ned Schneebly. Mm. Or Schneebly. I couldn't give you that one. That's a good pull. So it it just it depends on, on the movies. One hundred percent. Well let's uh jump into these reviews. Yeah, start- no, I want uh oh did you want did you not want to do uh one of the ones that I had? Where you oh, want we can the reviews. Uh let's see how much time we got. Uh it's up to you, brother. It's your show. Run it if you want. I thought Here, we were safe for next let's week. Let's do um let's do two of these movies that I saw next year that are coming out that we hadn't talked about. Um there's this movie movie coming out that's expected to come out july 3rd of 2020 called free guy i don't know if we've talked about this it's got it's ryan reynolds and um sean levy's directing it but it's ryan reynolds taika watiti and channing tatum are all star and joe keery from stranger things and a few others are starring in a movie about a bank teller that discovers that he's actually a um, a non-playable character inside a brutal a video game. Video huh? game. I, yeah. I we didn't talk about this here, but I heard about it at the radio station. Yeah, I think it's it could be it could be really interesting, and of course, I guess Ryan Reynolds is going to be the, is the lead here. So doing his shtick, man. He's doing doing his his old shtick. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Detective Pikachu ass. <laughs> and um, and then another one that I saw that looked really weird was this one called monster hunter have you heard about monster hunter i have not monster hunter is expected september 4th 2020 it's uh it's when lieutenant artemis with her loyal soldiers are transported to a new world they engage in a desperate battle for survival against enormous enemies with incredible powers feature film based on the video game by Capcom. So this is a video Ooh, game So it based... is based on the Monster Hunter video game. Yes, it's Mila, okay. jo- Mila jo- Jovovich, um, mm. Ron Perlin- Perlman, mm. Megan Good, mm. T.I. This movie does not sound good, bro. As you keep saying <laughs> names, it just gets worse. Like when you said Mila Jovovich, I was like, damn, this is probably a bad movie. No disrespect to Ron Perlman because he's dope. But when you, you said Ron it. Perlman and Mila Jovovich, I was like, damn, this is probably not good. Then you said Megan you Good, put... I was like, oh, God. And then T.I., Jesus Christ. You want to put the capper to it? The director is uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, the, the mastermind behind the Resident Evil and oh. uh, a- a- Alien vs. Predator, Death Race. Oh, oh, <laughs> my God. Wait, Paul W.S. Anderson? Yes. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, God, this dude has made some stink-ers, brother. Wait, let me look at his IMDb page so I can get a good laugh. He's made Death Race 4, Resident Evil, the final Some of that's where he's been the producer. Oh, okay, oh, some of these are writing. Okay, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Resident Evil, the final chapter, Pompeii, trash. Three Musketeers, didn't even know they had a 2011 version, trash. (laughs) Resident Evil, trash. Death Race, the first one was aight. Alien vs. Predator. Trash. Uh, yo, bro. Like, I remember back in the day when you would make these movies, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm sure somebody, there's some niche audience out here where they're, where they're like in, in, into this, but like, who the heck is gonna watch this? 
Like, it's, this better not be in theaters. This is going to the video game crowd, and the video game players are just going to be upset. Yeah, but uh, if you look at the picture, it's really funny. The dude's, like, holding, like, a, a, a tooth-looking sword. It's wild. Hold on, let me see. Monster Hunter movie. There's a picture for the movie? Yeah, on IMDb, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what they got on here. Um, it looks like set photos. Okay, so they're, they're like command. Oh my gosh, this looks like a shitty movie, bro. Oh my gosh, Ti. Oh my gosh, this movie looks horrible, bro. Oh my, no, dog. I'm not watching this shit, bro. This, this is this goes back to our conversation last week about how I refuse to pay to go see shitty movies when we have great television. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like this dude, better. I mean, this movie. Like better be on Netflix if it if it knows what's good for it. So, bro, seeing that dude with the with the the sword you were talking about with Mila Jovovich's face, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is trash. <laughs> yeah, and dude, then, Tony Jaa. Then if you scroll and you see Ti looking down in that black and white picture, yo, no, get him <laughs> out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> Garbage, bro. That shit sounds horrible. No wonder we haven't talked about it. Shit sounds right. ass. But yeah, those are a couple of movies that I saw that are coming out next year that we hadn't mentioned. One sounds fire. One's a, a dudder. <laughs> 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 but why, why, just, All right, well, just for us talking shit, watch Monster Hunter is the shit. Watch Monster, watch Monster Hunter. I uh, watch it be the shit. Yeah. Oh hell no, that's not gonna be the shit. <laughs> I know Get it's not. Here. I'll bet whatever. Yo, I'd bet my, my fucking rent money for the whole next year on it, bro. Like, <laughs> that's how confident I am that Monster Hunter's going to be some fucking dog dookie. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, this seems like one of those, like, straight-to-DVD things that, like, you know, um, what's his name that was the linebacker? Bosworth. The ones that Bosworth would do <laughs> as, like, where he'd be the lead role. Like, that would go straight-to-DVD. Like, who... Who, who freaking does like movies that are the quality that would go straight to DVD anymore? Like, we're it's either putting it out on streaming, and you, it's got to be like kind of. Qual- I mean, I guess they do put out some some crap on Netflix that is just like okay, like why? Some yeah. like, that's why I'm saying like maybe this is one of those movies that makes it on Netflix just because like what else do you do with that now? Like, no one's gonna go buy Monster Hunter on DVD at Walmart. <laughs> no way if you do you're crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man that's funny all right let's jump into these reviews you want me to start off with the amazon shit yeah go for it we'll go amazon we'll go knives out we'll go irishman then we'll get into our tv shows or we'll go irishman knives out whichever way you prefer but all right jack ryan season two dope but glad to see jack ryan back we're going to venezuela uh basically my boy wendell pierce has a heart problem He's he's getting old. We see Rendell Pierce retire, and he's like, Jack, it's time for you to take over at the end of the season. So next season, we're getting Jack. We're getting probably Jack by himself, like really getting into his I'm an agent now shit. No longer am I uh like an analyst type deal working on Washington. I got to be in the shits. I thought the villains in this were dope. I love seeing the guy from Bad Boys 2 as Reyes, the president of, of Venezuela. He was dope. I love the assassin. That was in this um, Max, Max Shrinkle. He was dope. Uh, I love the idea of having a, 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 a war or uh, like a, 
a private corporation that just goes by money that can work either with Jack or work against Jack. And seeing that those guys survive, I want to see Jack encounter those guys again because we're building kind of the Jack Ryan universe. And, and when I was watching this, I was kind of looking for characters that will carry over in the next season. The group that I'm talking about that works for this private-owned uh, company that's owned by, uh, I believe, Rupert Thorne or Robert Thorne, whatever his name is, that company, I hope to see them carry on because we got to see them survive. A lot of good stuff in Jack Ryan. If you're looking for, like, it really felt like the video game. Like, he each, each episode's kind of like a different mission i guess you go on to solve the overall mission i really enjoyed it and it gives me vibes of like mission impossible but more realistic and more like i guess stakes because sometimes you feel like jack ryan can lose or die whereas in tom cruise's mission impossible you never think tom cruise is gonna lose so shout out to jack ryan i can't wait for season three definitely something i suggest people if you're into espionage and spy stuff and if you like uh my boy John Krasinski, definitely check out Jack Ryan. Let's get to the torture report. The torture report was something that I just stumbled upon and then comes to find out that Adam Driver's up for some Oscar noms. The torture report is a pretty dope movie. If you're into political like conspiracies and you learn about the uh, Guantanamo Bay, but more so the interrogation that they did to people before they sent them to Guantanamo Bay uh, in a post-9-11 world, basically... Adam Driver is playing this guy, Daniel Jones, who is filing the case against the CIA to saying that they uh, did some unjust and unmoral things when killing, uh, well, not killing, but when torturing these people, which led to death. And it's just a dope, dope story. And if you're into that political type stuff and seeing real world events, dope. And Adam Driver does a good job acting as well. I can see why he's nominated. I don't think he'll win, but... A very good showing for Adam Driver and a good showing for Amazon to put this out. Like, this is good looks by them. Like, they're going for the for, for gold in this. Yeah, Amazon Sneaky has that great content. And, you know, they're about to have Maisel start back up this week, I'm pretty sure. So that's going to be Honey big for Boy. Them. Honey Boy, yeah, is about to be released on there. Um, Aeronauts, with, uh, which is with um, Felicity... From what's her last name from Star Wars? And Felicity some, Jones. Huffman, Felicity Jones. Okay, Felicity Jones, and then Eddie Redmayne. That that movie's about to come out on Netflix or not Netflix, but on Amazon. So they got some 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 big stuff coming to Amazon, and uh, yeah, so I'm interested in getting into Jack Ryan. I still have to to watch a lot of that. You got to get on, brother. You got to get on. That's the wave. But shout out to Amazon. Let's talk Knives Out, something you've seen a long time ago, and I just saw for the first time. Ryan Johnson, This it wasn't a great movie. It was a good movie. I thought this movie could have been yeah. better. I thought they told us, like, I, I thought it was interesting in the way that he told his whodunit, where it was, you. they told us that someone was guilty, and then they had to prove that that person wasn't guilty. I thought it was interesting, but the person that they showed you was probably the bad guy in the first scene was the bad guy. Like, they just tried to get you farther away from it and make you not believe it, but in the end, it turns out it was that. Good twist, I guess, but, like, I don't know, man. I was I, I don't want to well, say I was more like For me, it down. was more frustrating that they were trying to make it the chick. Yeah. That they were trying to make it. Which I guess kind of yeah, gives, gives some of it away, but only partly. 
Um, and I mean, or I mean, screw it. Like, okay, so like now stop. Like, if well, we're doing reviews here and we've seen them now, so now we're talking about it. Yeah. Like, when, <laughs> we spoil. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when that chick, Martyr or whatever, was supposed to, when they tried to make her pin her as the thing, I was, I was at, I immediately got sucked out of it. I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, <laughs> that's such a cop out that, like, oh, it was, it was an accident. Whoops. I was, <laughs> I was so mad about that. So. Yeah, because I wanted it to be a real murder. Like, I wanted to see Daniel Craig solve I wanted solve it to be some... some kind of scheme. This was low key kind of like a, 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 a satire almost of the genre. Like, I don't want to say it was a satire of the genre because it was serious, but like, I, I'm with you when, like, when they went with that route, I definitely was like, why should I care about this? Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem very clever. I mean, it, it didn't, didn't seem, seem clever. Like- I mean, it was clever that, of, I guess, of how everything was told, but what I didn't think was clever was the murder, I guess. You know, so it wasn't like. I was just upset. Some that of those person... like classic whodunits where it was like, oh well, they thought they could get away with that. How crazy! And where, you didn't but... see it coming. Like you didn't expect it, or if you did, they would take you away and make you suspect someone else. Whereas this the whole time, I thought it was Chris Evans. I was waiting for it to be Michael Shannon. Like I was waiting for Michael Shannon to do some shady shit and me think it's him. And then when they did Don Johnson's character, I was like, oh, why is he having an affair? I want to know what's up. But then it was just. That was just their personas. It had nothing to do with the crime. They were just bad people. Yeah. It was kind of like solving lots of mini mysteries, which was kind of cool. And it's always fun to get a a piece with a bunch of really great actors in it because you get a lot of really good, um, really good story, I guess, with their little character stories. Um, Is it bad for me to say that Ryan, the only Ryan Johnson movie I really like is Looper? I mean, no. I mean, that's that's the case with most directors. I mean, not every director is Christopher Nolan. You know, you can't yeah. always like everything that they do. Uh, but I don't think that it was a complete miss by Ryan Johnson. Like, I don't think it was a terrible movie. Yeah, no, me neither. I think it was good. Like, it was okay. Yeah, it was it was okay. I think it, it worked out at, in the end. It was just really annoying for a little while. Are you going to watch it again? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, never watching it again as well. So, uh, word, word, that's Knives Out. If you want to check it out, you know, be sure to check it out. But it was all right. We're, we're giving it an all right on the movie scale. Uh, let's jump to something that I've been hype on for weeks, months, for a while since we started talking about this on the show. We're talking Netflix's The Irishman. Schubert, being that... You were kind of one that wasn't too hyped for this. How did you feel about The Irishman? Uh, is it over yet? <laughs> is that all you got to say about it? I mean, I know. I mean, I thought it was a really good movie and okay. it was really informative and it was really interesting because today on the radio show that I had, they actually interviewed a guy who was a Teamsters union leader and, and knew uh, Russell. That's awesome. In real life. So that was a pretty interesting thing. To have listened to this morning and uh yeah man i mean a lot of that stuff was really true to form uh especially from he- hearing it from a person who knew the actual people that's the thing um, with scorsese man he does his history i mean he does his uh he does his homework and like he makes these films very true to form and yes this movie was long i texted you that was my only complaint about it 
I there I thought there was moments that they could have took out of this movie. I thought there were scenes that could have been cut to get the overall story. And I think there's things that I wish they would have explored a little more and, and cut some of the other scenes. I'm not talking about the end stuff. I'm talking about some of the stuff that was in the beginning. Like, I wish I would have learned more about the JFK side of all this with Russell had to deal yes. with Yes. Than knowing necessarily about some of the beginning stuff with uh with fucking because Joey Gallup. Because they were so nonchalantly like, talking about like, oh yeah, killing JFK. JFK. Yeah. I'm like, wait, why is anyone talking about this is this not supposed to be, is this hush hush is that like how it is like we can't talk about it like i want to know shit jimmy hoffa had it out for him too i want to know what's up somebody ordered a hit on jfk and it was somebody messing with russell buffalino and because because uh his pop didn't uh come through for the mob that's wild man this stuff's wild Yo, that happened and I, that's why i love these types of movies because they give you that history but i mean Gotta, and- I was just gonna say real quick, gotta give credit to the acting. Al Pacino did a phenomenal job. Robert De Niro did a phenomenal job, but my God, Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci might have been the, the unsung hero of this. Like De Niro and Pacino were, were the gold standard as always, but Joe Pesci took it to a level I didn't think Joe Pesci had in him. Oh, and that's man, no, and that's no disrespect to Joe Pesci. He was so good, because every time you see Joe well, Pesci as a gangster... I'm not saying this- that he wasn't good. I think that you downgraded him. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that Joe Pesci coming in there was the one that I was like expecting to do the best job, especially in the role that I saw him in. I thought he hit it. I thought he hit it well. Like, I'm not like overly impressed with his performance because like I feel like he hit, he hit his mark. Like, I felt like he hit it right on the nose. And so, like, I'm not overly impressed with his performance in a bad way i'm just like he i think that he hit it hit it perfectly i think uh pacino did a really good job of making me not even think that i was pacino yeah pacino killed like pacino might have been the best in all this even though i I just said joe pesci but pacino did his thing bro like pacino really did like i was like yo that's jimmy hoffa let's go (laughs) yeah i mean that felt like jimmy hoffa to me for for real uh the, the only person that really like Actor-wise, sucked me out of it was Jesse Plemons being the steps, <laughs> the stepson. I even loved Action Bronson in this. Let's go, oh, I loved Peter. Action Bronson in this. Like, <laughs> I think I had looked down at my phone at that time and I heard Action Bronson's voice and I was like, "What?" <laughs> had to rewind that, bro. Robert uh, De Niro did a good job, of course. Yeah, Robert De Niro did a good job. Um, it was interesting that that it was told through his eyes. It was kind of the perfect person to see both sides of the whole equation. I um, thought his relationship with his daughter was kind of the crux of this story. Yeah, that was a, a thing a lot of people talked about. Kind of um, how she, uh, the the way that she saw him, is kind of how the way we should see him as like this bad guy, and it just keeps getting worse and worse to the point to where she's like, I don't want to deal with him. It was very powerful. I know people were upset that Anna Paquin didn't have a lot of lines, but what she did... Well, that was, that was what was powerful, is that the silence was so powerful because yeah, like, exactly. that was his reality. Because we weren't telling the story... Th- we weren't telling Anna Paquin's story. No, we were, telling it from, so, I mean, we, we were telling his story from his mouth. And so from his story from his mouth, what would her, her words be? Nothing, because that's not what he heard his entire life. Nothing. Yeah, true. Very true. That was powerful, man. And like, I thought it was even more powerful, like how she would, she knew that, like, 
okay, Jimmy Hoffa might not have been the best of guys, but he wasn't out there killing people. Like, or at least she couldn't tell, and she didn't know he was sending hits. Whereas her father and Russell, she knew no, all he, right. Her father was making the hits. Yeah, she knew those dudes were bad. Like, even Russell, though. She knew Russell wasn't a good guy either. Yeah. Like, I, all that stuff was dope. Um, I mean, I thought when the scene when she was dancing with Jimmy Hoffa, I thought she was going to tell him because, I mean, like, those dudes were obviously, like, talking, like, smack and she was like looking yeah, at him talking knew. smack she knew bro like every time you saw Anna Paquin or Peggy looking she knew what was going on she knew that it was some killing about to take place definitely definitely but, so nah, man, go Scorsese man this was a good movie I enjoyed yeah, it yeah I just I, I, and I'm not even knocking it for the length like I think that a lot of it was needed I, I would probably cut 45 minutes like I'm thinking that there was like a good little bit in the middle there yeah that's why I'm with you I like I, I, I don't think that we needed to be doing the back and forth because eventually we caught up to it and there was still an hour left when we caught up to it. <laughs> so I was like, then why do we even do the whole back and forth if it didn't even lead up to the entire thing? But we so, didn't need to go through the, all the Jimmy Hoffa stuff. No, I get that we had to go through all the Jimmy Hoffa stuff, but I don't get why we had to like worry about them taking cigarette breaks on the road and then being <laughs> like, oh, yeah, remember that gas station over there, bro? Yeah, yeah no, that's where it all began, stuff. bro. <laughs> And I'm like, why don't you start the story from the beginning? <laughs> like, <gosh. laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel you on all that. No, and you like, from the beginning. And, and I feel like for a like, movie that's supposed to be this three-hour epic, like a Godfather, there would be a little bit more of an action from time to time. But it was a lot of talking, and like, yeah. I, you know, it's a the whole like de aging thing was great and all. But at the end of the day, I could still tell it was old guys. Being, yeah, no, it like, wasn't as good as old I guys. it was going to be. <laughs> so it was the, just the mannerisms of their movements. And I was just and, like, it's, I, I just can't, I can't buy them. this. When you see them next to Ray Romano and Bo- Bobby Cannavale, it's like, yeah. I know those dudes are the young dudes. Like, you could tell. Yeah. Like, you just could tell. Like, when they tried to give Robert De Niro blue eyes with his dark black hair, I was like, Bro, you can still see the wrinkles of his old face. Yeah, when like they had like the the young girls around and like <laughs> I was just like they're like 30, 40 years older than these dudes. And, like, and Al Pacino always looked old. <laughs> always looked old. So that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Young. No, that de-aging shit didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't nothing crazy. Joe Pesci still looked Joe Pesci looked the same through that whole fucking movie with his with his He neck. did. He did. looking like a turkey neck, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yo, I love Joe Pesci. Let me not even do that. Like, respect to the God, bro. Like this movie was awesome. <laughs> this is something that I suggest you watch. Yeah, Will I think I a lot of people it? have gone out there and watched it too. Will I watch That's... it again soon? Maybe not, but see sometime next year, might click it on. This is one of those gangster movies that I'll check out every now and again. Cause like, well, and I think like what's good about this, and also like with The Godfather as well, is that it's it's very sequential. So it is mm-hmm. something that you can turn on, leave on, like have it going on throughout the day, kind of deal, and you can pop in and watch it at certain times. Yes, as long as you know what's going on at the first. And part, especially you know. that it's so accessible with Netflix. True, true, true. I agree with you. This was a this was a success. Can't wait to see what Martin Scorsese does next. But we know we're not getting something from De Niro, Pesci, and Al Pacino all together again. They said this was their last hurrah. What a good way to end their uh, careers together. Not saying that they're they're all going to stop, but just them together as a trio. Don't think we're going to see them too much. I would have liked to see more Harvey Keitel, but I get it. It was more so about Pesci, Pacino, and De Niro. Ray Romano did a good job as well. I like Bobby Cannavale. Same thing for him. 
a good future conversation to have is who is who would we want to now make some of the great trios? Mm, like young boys? Yeah. Like yeah, would, who would we want to see? Like I feel like right now one of those things that people would want to see is like a movie that features like Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Ooh. like Daniel Day Lewis, even though he's out of it, you know. All right, wait, let me give you somebody that's in it. It's Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio. If I'm gonna throw a brother in there, Denzel would be great. But if I'm if I'm but if I'm going like the trio white dudes, uh, Christian Bale, Denzel, I mean Leo, man, who would be that third? Jake Gyllenhaal would be a good third in that, bro. Jake Gyllenhaal would be a damn good third. Bro, um, Matt Damon. Who would? Ma- I think they would out. I think they would out act Matt. No offense to Matt. Matt would have All to right. come. Matt would. It would have to be the right character for Matt to be in. What about Brad Pitt? Ooh, Brad could be good. I, see, it's kind of a Brad Assange with that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm kind of digging Brad Pitt's work now again. And and you know, and I was and I was going for like the three white trio there, but you know, if we wanted to to mix and match with that, I feel like you would have to put like a Joaquin Phoenix. But I don't know if I want to see them three in a movie together. Ooh, if, if I'm mixing and matching, give me a Denzel, what? a Leo, and a Joaquin Phoenix movie would be fucking immaculate. That would be an interesting movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely want to do an old, an old trio African-American one with uh, Denzel, probably. Um, that Ooh, would be a good one right now. Who are you going with, going with Denzel? Because you got to get somebody that's powerful as, as powerful as him. You going Idris? I don't know if Idris is there. Or Forrest Whitaker? No, probably like a Sterling K. Brown. Ooh, young boy, okay. Young boy, but I feel like he's making like a big push. Big push? Are you going Mahershala too? And yeah, probably Mahershala would be the third. Ooh, if, if you want to get some people of the same age, replace Denzel with Idris and, I, and I'm with you. All right. That would be a good, like, solid three. Idris, Mahershala, uh, and, and uh, Sterling K. Brown. That would be great. Yeah, man. Trios. That's something that I would love to think about and talk about another day. And, you know, because that would be something we need to study for a little bit because there are some people that are already kind of grouping together. Oh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, uh, Leo and... Uh, well, no, I wouldn't even say Leo's really been paired up with people. Leo's kind of just each been paired he's been pairing up with like leo's been one of those guys who has paired up with a lot of really great players yeah. like he's been in movies with Brad Pitt tom hardy. and tom hardy and uh tom jamie Hanks. fox and tom Yo, hanks and, and christoph waltz and if so, I mean, he's been, yeah. yeah daniel day lewis and gangs of new york yeah shit he was with matt damon in the departed and jack nicholson jack nicholson that was sure. yeah, that Martin Scorsese, great film, film, and yeah. Mark Wahlberg was in there. So I mean, but there's I, definitely I been some I out get what there. You're there's some people who have like rapports with each other who do do a good job. Like I'm watching, I'm trying to see. Because I mean, like that. that's what we're talking about with the with the Pesci and De Niro and Pacino is like they've had rapport through in the past, and like this is not their first time they've come together. You know. Yeah. See, Christian Bale has done stuff with Damon. He's done stuff with uh, Bradley Cooper. He's done stuff with Gosling. 
He's done stuff with Wahlberg, and he's done stuff with uh with uh Jackman. Yeah. So I'd like to see Christian Bale do some stuff with some other peeps. That'd be dope. He's, I mean, he's also done stuff with the uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's and, done stuff uh, with Tom Hardy. True, true, and true, true, true. Uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah, well, that that whole crew. But now nah, I think I think our our closest thing to like the De Niro stuff is the Damon Affleck. We 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 just off of the top of my dome. I would love to do some some studying because man, a Bradley Cooper Christian Bale movie with throwing a a good third, that's a solid that's a solid trio. Well, I mean that's already the something that's been going on. Like I, that when I was thinking Christian Bale, that was one of the immediate first things I thought of was uh, American Hustle with Bradley Cooper's in that too. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Bradley Cooper's a could be one of those 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 guys, man. I want to see him do like a a gritty cop movie where he's kind of like the Russell Crowe of a uh, of American gangster. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Bradley Cooper as an actor. He does so many weird. I mean, I wouldn't say weird. He just does so much different stuff. Like him as a character in Silver Linings Playbook slash A Star Is Born is way different than like American his Hangover Sniper. character. And way different than American Sniper. American Sniper or American Rocket. Yeah. So, or I mean, like, he burnt. does all sorts of things. Yeah, he does. Bradley Cooper, very underrated. Let's jump to, all right, so we did Irishman. We did Knives Out. We did my Amazon stuff. Where are we going, Mandalorian? Well, what do we have left? Mandalorian, Harley Titans, Quinn, Titans. Watchmen. Watchmen, let's do Harley Quinn first. All right, yeah, let's do Harley Quinn, sure enough. Great episode, bro. Great series. Yeah, I would say that this Harley Quinn series cartoon is the Batman villain-centric show I never thought I needed. Would you I say needed. that this has potential to be the best show DC Universe has put out? Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for it because, man, episode one was just so good, and if they continue on that path... It's just real. I mean, it's just yeah. like... It's so unfiltered, real. Like, we're not trying to, like, cut any corners. Like, this is what... It's Rick and Morty, but with DC characters. You pretty can't much. beat that. Like... When I saw that dude's knee explode in his head, I was like, yo, they're going there. And they're dropping F-bombs left and right. And I love how Batman is still featured, but he's like, not he's not our main character. So we're not following anything that has to do with Batman. And he's but still he's there serious. because he's still a part of the world. And, and what's up with drunk Jim Gordon, bro? Like well, That's my Jim... favorite part, bro. <laughs> drunk Jim Gordon is the best. Because apparently Joker, this is like post him. Killing joke? Yeah, this is post Killing Joke with the uh, Barbara being paralyzed. They, they mentioned that in the, in the episode. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. So he's drinking. Damn, and that's why Batman was like, "Come on, Jim, get your shit together." Yo, that was <laughs> so hilarious. Funny, so Yo, funny. my goodness. He's like, "I'm not playing with it." I'm, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and just Kaylee Cook. Shout out to Kaylee Cuco, man. Who knew she could be a go- dope Harley Quinn? Yeah, I like it. I dig it a lot, man. Like, I dig the dynamic with the Joker, and I dig that he's still kind of a... a I, I don't know how much of a role he's going to play in the, in the in the future episodes. Like, I'm interested to see how it, where it rolls from here. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see the Legion of Doom stuff I mean, next. Yeah, I mean, they're totally going there with, like, who's going to be out there. You know, we see Ivy right away, Riddler. Uh, we yep. see a lot of more of the characters Bane that are coming. in... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Bane, like, in Arkham Asylum. And they're making so, fun of the Tom Hardy voice, which is hilarious. Yeah. Jesus, man. 
So this is like the satirical. I think Rick and Morty in DC is a very good example. Like I think that was a good good description. One hundred percent. So shout out to Harley Quinn. I will be watching this week to week. This is something I'm not off of because I don't have a comedy right now, and this is kind of filling that comedy void. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to review it. You know, and it's not really. I don't. I think we'll do. We could talk about it week to week, but like, it's just not really like anything that you could like piece by piece review and like analyze because it really it's just it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's just comedy, man. And we're not about to tell jokes. You gotta go watch those show shows to get the jokes. But good on Harley Quinn. Like we said, this could potentially be DC Universe's best show if they continue the pace that they did with the pilot. It's definitely the best show in DC Universe. Like no, no doubt in my mind, one hundred percent. Well, yeah. let's let's jump to uh, Mandalorian, brother. Episode yeah, I mean, four. It was uh, your least favorite episode, huh? No, I mean, I think it was a pretty hotly contested episode amongst the base, but I think this is one of my favorite episodes, actually. Oh yeah, you liked it. You liked it. I was. It was my least favorite episode. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are giving it an unfair shake. I don't really know why. Um, I think it does a really good job of telling a. Uh, a, a small story, but also carrying our further plot. I mean, yeah. I think that everything was necessary. And, um, you know, th- there's lots of convenience in the show, which is just the way Star oh, Wars works sometimes. Yeah. So no, I'm with you. I mean, I feel I've, I really did feel like from a base, a basis of f- feeling like Star Wars, I felt we like we were in Star Wars. The whole time. I felt like we were in Star Wars, but it, it whereas the first three felt more cinematic, this one kind of felt like we were watching a TV show. This was the first one that felt but like... But I mean, I don't TV. understand that. I don't understand that critique. I just think it felt more so like watching a Rebels episode where it felt sm- small, whereas the other one so felt... did the second one and so did the first one. The second one gave us moments that were cinematic moments that kind of covered up for that. The first one, I give it to the battle, but you're right. The first one did feel like that. But that's why I give Rick Famuyu a credit because he showed, like, he, you, you pay homage to, uh, to um, Indiana Jones in the, with, the, with the scene with the Jawas when uh, Mando jumps on when they're running along the edge. You pay homage with all the, 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 the Western stuff where he's battling the box, and then we go in and get the first force moment. Some of that stuff was just cinematic where... I don't necessarily know if this episode had any cinematic feels to it. I don't know. I felt like the the night in the woods was pretty intense. Uh, we're at least getting getting to the the major battle, like you know the red eye a- Imperial Walker. Badass. Um, I mean, I thought that was pretty intense, pretty cool, and I thought that a lot of the the storytelling and building went really well. I thought Gina Carano did the best acting job of her life. Yeah, she did a good job. Like, I'm not hating on G- Like, th- my critique with this is, oh, and that's not even a shot at Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm just saying how the episode felt. But, nah, Gina Carano killed it. I'm, I want to see more of her character. Like, I, I, mean, I'm surprised. I wish Mando would ask her to join the crew. Uh, I think that they're definitely going to cross paths again. She's already confirmed in season two. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, there were lots of really small moments that really – worked i thought a lot of the comedic moments hit like all it was all very star wars humor even some of the stuff with the bartender i thought was hilarious um uh, you know and baby yoda sipping his little you know broth while they're fighting outside 
I thought the, yeah. the fighting scene that was very. It reminded me immediately of like Samurai Shampoo. The, the whole episode reminded me of an episode of Sham, Samurai Shampoo. Yeah, they, I mean, look, they had low cub moments. They had bebop moments. Like this show is kind of what we said in the beginning. Like, I mean, and I saw people arguing on Twitter: Is it a western? Is it a samurai Japanese it's both. show? No, it's both, man. It is both. It takes like it does with bebop. And what Trigon do and, and what Champloo does, it takes elements of a lot of heavy elements of the East, but then it takes elements of the West and fuses them together. And that's what this show does. And that's kind of what I wish movie Star Wars would do more of, whereas the original trilogy accomplished this more so than the new trilogy does. I mean, I think what the show is giving it the ability to do is to stretch it a little bit farther and to tell a, a little bit more in depth. Like this episode in a large part, just did... It was a 40-minute way of explaining to you, okay, so the Mandalorian does take his helmet off to eat, and yeah. if he takes his helmet off in front of people, then you, he, then he's dis, dis, you know, disbarred from the Mandalorian culture. Like, it, ta- it taught you a bunch of little things about the Mandalorian and, like, where they're going from here with the character and, like, uh, and some of the development... But it also gave you some action and some sequences and a small story within. Like it reminded me a lot of like your Pokemon or what do you call it? Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Our heroes are going along a mission. They stumble upon this village. This village gives them something that they need. We learn more about the characters through development of meeting new people and and uh, finding out. Uh, certain certain traits, they have to help these people in some way, and then they part ways. I mean, that's a, a very generic thing we see in some TV shows that also provide very good episodes within. Like, I feel like this is an episode that once the season's over, more so than I would say the second one that I want, I I'd want to go back to and watch again because it's very fluid. It's a whole. It's it's a story within the story, where it's okay. not necessarily so centric on getting us through the plot. It's, All right, I uh, can see that point because that's true. It's almost like I don't want to say a filler story, but like because it does move the it's, plot it's along. It's sort of a filler story. It's sort of it, a filler. Yeah, they did a good job of meshing things within the story that were important to pushing the overall thing. It also provided us a time jump, which I don't know a lot of people caught. There's a three-month time jump now. Wait, so, what? Yeah. When they do that? After the battle, they were there for a few months. Oh, shit. Real. Didn't know yeah, that. stuck around. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. That's what's up. Didn't know that. See? Good thing you caught that. So, there's a small jump. So, they've been around for a while. That's why they've you know, the bounty hunters eventually were able to find them. I'm so. wait, I'm ready to see Giancarlo Esposito, man. That's where we're going because they had to leave there because the bounty hunters are still coming after Baby Yoda. I mean, the Mandalorian thought about getting peace, but then he saw that that bounty hunter was coming. He's like, I gotta keep, I gotta keep pushing. Can't leave Yoda here. So he should have slayed that lady, man. He, who knows? He might have if he was there for a couple months. He probably banged once or twice. Maybe. I mean, I'm not. Even, I'm not even knowing that. It might be just a few weeks. Oh, okay, okay. But I know, th- I know there was like a small jump. Okay. Well, he might, he might have got it. If not, he should have. But you know, that's how it goes. I like Gina Carano as, as like a rebel, 
as one of these rebel troopers in the IG. She was an ex-rebel. And, like, that's a, another thing. Like, there was a lot of really awesome lore building. Like, she yeah. provided us with, like, okay, so after the after the Battle of the Empire, like, rebels went into, you know, tracking down old Imperials. But once that was over, then they basically became, like, police officers. And she wasn't about that. So, like, yeah, it's, she wasn't it's trying showing to you, just guard people. It's showing you a lot of what the galaxy is like post- Return of the Jedi, so that was a lot of really interesting stuff as well. It's it, it even in that's why like I'm I hate that a lot of people are knocking this episode as like oh it's like a TV well it's a TV show so get over it. <laughs> I mean like there was just a lot of things in here that were very successful, great for the season going forward, and I'm really excited for where we're going. Um, but I do feel like, based on some of the descriptions for the episodes that I've read going forward, this is kind of the same thing we're going to get. Where, like, I saw one where it's like the Mandalorian encounters a group of bandits and helps them with blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we're on these, like, l- we're on, like, these solo missions that have a thread that ties everything together as we keep moving on these solo missions. Very yeah, Cowboy Bebop esque. I believe so. And I think that a lot of these people are going to. Thread back into the main story, like Gina Carano, and and probably uh, maybe my even boy the Carl guy, Weathers. Reed. You have Carl Weathers. Reed. I mean, even I even think uh, what Nick Nolte too. Maybe Warner Herzog. Well, Warner Herzog is definitely so. I mean, unless he got killed in that Mandalorian raid. Raid. Yeah, I don't think he got killed. So, word. I'm excited for episode five, man. Keep going on, Mandalorian. I'm ready to learn Baby Yoda species because if you read the episode descriptions, you know that's coming. Eventually, hopefully. Yeah, so... We'll Give us some explanations. <laughs> All right. Didn't you say you had some questions? Uh, I'll save them for next week, because, like, I think you kind of answered them. You kind of answered most of them. No, okay. I'll, I'll save some of the lore stuff for next week, because we got to jump to Watchmen, brother. Yo! Yikes. Yo, this show. This show is such good writing. They told us that Cal, I'm, I'm jumping straight to it, ladies and gentlemen. Cal Abar, or Akbar, well, Abar, Cal Abar, Abar is Dr. Manhattan, ladies and gentlemen. WTF, what the fuck? That is a bomb. On top, like, they showed us that from the beginning. Like, if you look back to the conversation that Yahya Abdul Mahin had with his children when he was like, there's no God. Like when he was explaining his idea of God. Oh yeah. Straight doc like Schubert. No, there's there's so much. The fact that Lori Blake found him so attractive and was like, why would you leave that man? Like all of that mirrored each other and like they led us to that slowly and slowly. And then if you look up like background information, why did Yahya Abdul Mahin have to get as ripped as he was for Black uh, Manta when he's just a stay-at-home husband? All the signs were there, brother. Like, that was such a good pull. And I know we didn't call it, but we talked about, I remember specifically we talked about in one of the earlier episodes because old black man said he could be Dr. Manhattan. And we were like, what if Dr. Manhattan transformed into a human? And, and we were like, that's possible. So, like, boom, this has happened, bro. That, that shit's nuts to me. Good, good, good going show. Good job, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, and they explained, like, because uh, for a while we thought that he was on Mars, and then there was that whole Lori Blake episode where she, she's talking into the, the thing, oh, and we assume and that, like, that they're making the messages, are... and you find out that all of that is BS. 
yo, that hurt my heart for poor Lori, bro. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Damn, it does kind of hurt. But it also makes you think, like, they heard her having those conversations that maybe they dropped the car. Yeah. Ooh. Good connection, Schubert. They knew where she was. Yeah, no, they definitely did that. Yeah, no, 100%. Yo, and she's in the shits right now because she goes and tells uh, Judd's wife that, like, she knows what the hell's going on. Oh, that was a crazy scene. And she's... And why she's did like, Lori well, move, bro? Like, when she why pressed she that button, like, the chick was pressing the button, like, why is she just still sitting there? I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, get up. Obviously, get she just confessed, up. and, like, she's trying to, like, do something. Like, get up and arrest her. <laughs> you just looking Idiot. at her, like, you just looking at her, like, why are you pressing that button? Why are you pressing that button? What, what will that do? Oh, my gosh. That was now so foolish. Got Bitch. And yo, Schubert, my prediction of creating a new Dr. Manhattan came out to be true. It just wasn't Jeremy Irons. That's true. It's the Seventh Cavalry trying to uh what take Cal and, yeah, and make the, someone else and make someone make Joe Keen Dr. Manhattan. The senator. What the senator? Yeah, bro. I thought the senator was gonna be the president and someone no, else. Because that's be why because that's why they were like President, we want because she because Lori Blake was like, Well, you're gonna make him president, and they were like, President, we're gonna make him something more than a president. Shit. Yeah, and they're trying to make him Dr. Manhattan. Great, great pull. And then we find out that that Lady True and old black man, Hooded Justice, Will uh Real Reeves, knew that that's what they were trying to do, Cyclops, and they're ganged up to go against them. So it's true industries in that gang versus J- Joe Keen and his gang. <laughs> trying to make Dr. Manhattan. I wonder what the hell that clock's going to do. Yeah, that's a true statement. And also, we learned a little bit more about Lady True as well. We learned that her daughter's not her daughter. That's her mom. It's like her mom cloned. And, and I have crazy. a theory. I'm putting it out there. Ozymandias is her daughter. Is her, is her father, brother. That's her father. Because she said, because uh, Angela was like, so if that's your mother, who's your father? And she was like, he'll be here. And then they go, they flash over to the statue of Ozymandias. Get out of here. And why does she have an old, like, Lori Blake was like, why do you have an old statue of him? And she was like, because that's, that's, that's what he is. And, and she was like, huh? No, she said, like, in my culture, the elder, elders are revered. Some shit. And, and Lori Blake was like, oh, all right, all right. But I, I'm willing to bet $100. I'm not going to bet the house. But I'll bet $100 that Ozymandias is her father. I'm, I'm willing to, Black Swami st- stamping. I'm going with it. I think that's the case. Uh, but then when you find out speaking all the stuff, of, speaking of Osmanius and his old fart box, yo, that was that was hilarious, bro. That dumb scene. Osmanius, we still don't know what's going on with him. He's just on trial. They found him guilty, and that's pretty much with him. But I was about to say, the whole figuring out that the nostalgia, how to cure it, was with elephants, and how. A elephant never forgets, and how elephant has great memory. Like I thought that was great pulls, and then when you find out that true, the true emblem is an elephant. Yo, like what great writing, brother? Yeah. And then, and then the fact that uh, Sister Knight loses everybody that she's coming, like she loses all her family member. The trauma. Oof. Like Will Reeves, she lost everybody. Yeah, man. Like that was wild for her. Like. It was interesting going back into her past memories in this, and also seeing like you know this fifty first state of Vietnam, which is kind of interesting. How they, hate, how they hate Doctor Manhattan. 
Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. <laughs> and then seeing right? the duality of Angela, where she's like her father and wants to wear a uniform and be a cop, but also like her grandfather, because her grandfather was a cop, but being more so like her grandfather for wanting to be a vigilante like Sister Knight, who she ends up becoming. Yeah, like I thought her in- interaction with her grandmother was a really interesting one, and it's kind of sad that it ended so so quickly for her, because that would have been an interesting life, probably. Yeah, but, she might not have been who she was. I think she still would have ended up being who she was, just in a different way. I, I But I, what I really want to find out in this next episode is more about this relationship with her and Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, because we just find like, out that she lied. Like, there was no car accident, because the episode ends with she, Dr. Manhattan told, like, apparently told her that, like, she if the time comes, she was to transform him back into him, and she she busted his skull open and pulled pulled like some some emblem out and like he's transforming back. So I want to see what it was like when she was in Vietnam dating Cal, uh, dating uh Doctor Manhattan. And I believe. Well, I mean, like I I'm from what it seems like to me is that she knew that he was Doctor Manhattan from the jump. She was dating Doctor Manhattan. Then Doctor Manhattan was like, "All right, well now I want to be a human so I could be with you." Boom. Let me tell you how good of writing this is. You want to know what episode eight's title is? What? A God Walks Into a Bar. There you go. Uh, what is Cal's name? Cal A-Bar. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then, like, wait, let me give you some more good writing. Uh, Freaking the dildo that Lori Blake had was called Excalibur, right? Her ex is X Cal A-Bar. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yo they thought of everything that is freaking awesome oh Ex- my gosh <laughs> excalibur her dildo and, her, and the x is cal a bar nah bro that's a ball like that's uh, rappers wish they could rap that good shit <laughs> damn watchman coming at you watchman dropping like- that hot fire bro and, like, this is one of the shows that I'm starting to see, like, just catch fire amongst pop culture. Finally. Really kind of be that new pot, that new Game of Thrones-esque uh, must-see TV. But my question is, do we get a season two? Do you see us getting a season two? Yeah. I just don't know how. I think they're going to find a way to continue to tell stories within the lore or, or we're going to re jump into a different time period yeah i hope we i hope we either go to a different state a different time period we could we since this one was ozymandias Lori, and uh manhattan heavy you could do Owl Owlman, rorschach and uh and comedian heavy if you want to stick to lore and make it like in the 90s yeah you could do different Minutemen. like there's different ways to tell this story story but like it's going to be interesting to see if we get a season two because if you do it, you have a lot to live up to because you could tell that Lindelof was such a fan of the Watchmen comics because this is so good. I'm very interested to see how DC feels, DC Comics at least, because they put out their continuation to Watchmen, which is Doomsday Clock, which involves DC heroes. And I feel that this is a much better story and an actual real continuation to Watchmen than that comic that they wrote. Sure, I think a lot of people have said that this is the exact true to form what the comic book built yeah, created it is, for the future. 
It really is. Like, this is amazing. Also, Looking Glass, bro. What's up with him? When old boy, when uh, Lori Blake's agent friend went to his house, he found a bunch of cavalrymen dead. Like, is he changing sides? What's up, Looking Glass? I knew Looking Glass was a good guy, bro. Looking Glass has always been a good guy. Well, I thought he joined up with Joe Keen. No, he didn't join up with Joe Keen. He told them to, sh- to shove it. Oh, but he, he, he ratted out Angela. He ratted out Angela, I don't think, for Joe Keen. Oh, you think he did it for Judd? I think he did it for, for Angela. Mm, for Angela. Oh, okay, okay. To, to, to get her to be free. All right. All right. I see you out there, Shuby. Interesting, man. I like Looking Glass, bro. He killed all those seven cavalry members. That's interesting. Also, fans of this, I listen to a da- Damon Lindelof does a, is doing a podcast after the finale. He's been doing one in episode chunks of three. And I watched the one from episode four to six. Great insight into what he was doing when he was writing. I can't wait to listen to the finale. HBO puts it out, and he's going to talk all about it, maybe if there's a season two. So be on the lookout for that, because I'm going to talk about that after we uh, watch the finale. Also, there's extra content, because if you watch, if you read the Watchmen comics, inside the comics there were like excerpts from uh, different characters to kind of broaden the world that weren't necessarily connected to the main story, but it just were to connect everything and to broaden that perspective on that character. And HBO has done that with um, not Lori Blake, but Lori Blake's young agent. And he's writing articles about what's going on that's giving insight from his perspective. And I read one of them, and boy, does that put you down a rabbit hole. It shows just, it kind of answers my question on how much they could go more for season two, but it's just like, it's good extra building to this show. Cool, yeah, I definitely got to check that out. Man, yeah, you can check it that. out. Just Google uh, the PD files. Did you also know that for um, the Irishman, they have bonus features? I didn't watch it, but it's at the end of it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, I heard that that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I need to um, definitely check that out. But so, should, do we move on to the Titans now? Yeah, man. And I, I know I sound sad, be- and I, I kind of tried to hide my emotions in the beginning. This... Schubert, am, am, I, am I bad to say that this wasn't a good finale? Is that wrong of me? Uh, I don't know if it's wrong of you. I mean, it wasn't... I think that it was underwhelming, and it's not just us saying that. I've talked to other people who have seen it, and they were kind of underwhelmed, and that they, they agree with me that it was kind of mismatched the way that they set it up. It should have been flipped around. Yeah, like so, with uh, like Cadmus and Deathstroke. Yeah, so we do the Deathstroke storyline first, and then we end with the Cadmus storyline. And when you do the Deathstroke storyline, when you're watching it, you're like, "All right, so they stab Deathstroke. They they uh, Dick comes out as Nightwing. He's fighting. Rose kind of fights with him, which I don't feel was warranted. Like, okay, she joins Dick. Cool, but I thought she was mad at Dick for about her brother. How did she find out about the Jericho stuff? Whatever. But she they end up fighting Deathstroke. They they uh get Jericho to jump into Rose and then Rose kills Deathstroke, or kills quote unquote supposedly, which I thought he had a healing factor. So my thing is, if he has a healing factor, why didn't he pull that sword out of him? Because I know he shouldn't be dead. And why didn't he come and wreck havoc at the end of the show? That would have been a much better villain for them to fight than all the, this Cadmus nonsense. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think that nonsense is a very good word for it a lot rushed. of the Cadmus stuff. 
it felt rushed, man. Yeah, like I don't know. Really, like I think the the whole Cadmus stuff in general did just feel rushed. Like I felt like that whole making us care about Cadmus was just like um, it needed to be a little bit more gradual, and there needed to be like a little bit. I, I feel like they needed to like save them from I don't know. Like they had to go go in there and save them instead of them being out in the open like that. Yeah, like I wish they would have saved them and then like maybe not healed them. Maybe save healing them to next season. I don't know. Like they could have I don't know, man, but like I just felt like Deathstroke was shortchanged. Like, yeah, the battle with him and Dick was great, but that was at the beginning of the episode and we got that done with pretty fast. Like all the Dick Nightwing Deathstroke battling was dope, but I just felt like that's all you gave me? Damn, and you set this up all season? I expected more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, the that's the biggest underwhelming thing for the Deathstroke thing is like I felt like Deathstroke was our our biggest storyline and it didn't get the most. It, it went flat, man. It, it fell flat. Most love, and I mean, like even once we got done with that, it never got touched on again. Like what happened with Jericho? Yeah, like he was he's just in rows. He's just chilling in rows. But and we don't. And even we're talk just okay with that. And we're not going to do anything about any of that. And like you know, I, what's going on with Jason? We're just going to show him. In the one motorcycle at the funeral scene. Like, he's a free bird, brother. He's rolling free. He's That's a free it. bird. And then speaking okay. of that fucking funeral, my goodness, did I ever see something that was written on a piece of paper not translate to screen how these writers expected it to? And I love the I love this show. I love these writers, but this death just didn't work. And she, I, apparently she won't stay dead, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But the fact that after you fight Superboy and then you change Superboy and Gar back to normal, which a good scene with Dick Grayson. I told, I predicted that Rachel would save Gar because it reflects the earlier in the season when Gar saved Rachel. But after that, everybody saved, and then the some from the fighting, like a, a electrical post or like electrical towers, about to fall on Don and Donna instead of Superboy rushes over to save her. Donna instead of Raven or Superboy. Rushes over to save her, and then she gets electrocuted and dies. Why didn't Superboy save her? Why didn't she just push her out the way? Why didn't Raven save her? Like, there's multiple... Uh, like, Donna... Did we just forget Donna doesn't have super speed? Like, she couldn't push her out the way, and then... Or were there other people that she had to save? Like, I, I... It just felt so unnecessary for her to die in that moment, and it felt forced. I thought they were going to kill Don for a minute, and I was... I was almost happy. <laughs> I, been I was cool like, I was like, oh, are they gonna kill Don? That'll work. <laughs> but bro, they blew their load when they put the lasso in the freaking trailer, in the coffin. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch all that. That was in there, brother. So, like, man, as much as I love Titan season two, another season finale where they just don't execute. That's a bummer. It is a big bummer, man. Like. I love this, this was, show. This definitely, like, season-wise, was on a real high. It was. And, like, they started so well, but they just couldn't land the plane. And they had bumps on the way to landing the plane. I think they put too many storylines and they needed some more episodes. Like, if this was 15 to 18 episodes, they could have let stuff breathe. The Nightwing transition would have felt more real. Not saying that it didn't. It worked. But it just would have felt more real. The uh, Cadmus storyline might have felt more real. Deathstroke might have got the time that he deserved, and Jericho just wouldn't have been shoestringed in rows and just let it be. Yeah. Like, it's I just, mean, 
it just didn't live up to expectations, and it just really didn't. I mean, and, I mean, I mean, feel like the Rose became being a Titan thing was almost forced, especially with like no Jason being around. Like, like why, why she's so they, invested in being a Titan? She hated them. Like, she doesn't know that her brother is alive. She doesn't know apparently any- she does. Now she does. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Well, I mean, she was the one who told him to jump in there. So true, 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 true. So like, wh- when did that happen? Like, yeah, it just it, it could have been so much better, man. Like they started so high and it just. Didn't execute, and then we get like this little post-credit type deal saying Blackfire's coming for season three, which we knew. What do you want to see from season three? Because oh yeah, did, but didn't yeah didn't we see like black yeah didn't we see Blackfire drop into someone's body or something? Yeah, she well she took over it, and then like Raven's going to Themyscira to try to bring Donna back, and I guess train, so they're sidelining her. So I'm guessing the, we won't see her till the end of next season. The one thing I want to say about the Blackfire thing real quick is that scene or whatever, it was like some mom who was putting her kids in the car and then like Blackfire like took their body and then like, you know, morphed it into her and walked off and the little mm-hmm. girls like watching it. Like, what are these, what's going to happen to these little girls now? Their mom's gone. <laughs> like, that's really messed up, you know? Like, when you think about it, it's like, what? Hey, like, this little girl's are... like, uh, what? <laughs> Like this You're right. girl's just strapped uh, strapped into her car seat right now. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> she's fucked. Yeah, bro, she's in trouble. Like, <laughs> her mom's dead, or we don't know. Like, I assume she's dead. Exactly. Like, it's over. Sucks, bro. Uh, but maybe, she, maybe she's a hero in training. <laughs> maybe Bruce Wayne will pick her up. <laughs> maybe so. But, yeah, um, also with... Uh, with what you were saying, uh, what was the second thing that you were saying? Raven got sidelined. Yeah, Raven got sidelined. So she's going to the mascara. Like, Low what the heck is that? To save Donna, but I feel this is a way for her to train with us out without having the audience see her train. So when she comes back, she's the Raven that we know. Cop out. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. Hank and Dawn are broken up, but they're still going to be Hawking Dawn. Uh, that was such an awkward. That bitch better leave Dick Grayson alone. She better not go back and try to get Dick Grayson Dick. No, I'm not with it. We're not. We're not shipping Dawn and Dick. Dawn is toxic. She's a toxic lover. Like we gotta call out these toxic females. Dawn is a toxic female. Oh she, man, it's true. She brings these men down. Like, I, and I know people gonna get on me. Like, Hank's bringing her down. I don't know. She made Hank be a vigilante. Hank said his back was hurting. Hank got off them pills. Her ass was still fighting at night. I'm just saying. That's so early on. She's toxic, bro. Toxic Dawn. <laughs> Hashtag for season three. Stop Toxic Dawn. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's get that going, brother. No, I'm just, I'm just joking, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just, I am just joking. So, no, he's uh, not. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> Superboy's part of the squad. I guess. Apparently. Like, we, we don't really go into that. Beast Boy's okay. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Just word. Dick's not I mean, I mean, he now. is a little rattled up. Uh, they, they, at least they do go into him being rattled up about, like, killing all He's those emotional. people. Yeah. <laughs> because you he know, definitely killed a lot of people. Shit was rushed, bro. All of it. Like, we're just going through it. Like, yeah, man. So hopefully next season, after all this rushness, they'll actually be a Titans team and not some bullshit problems. Like, We'll actually see a fighting force. Maybe. Hopefully. 
Like, I mean, I think there's going to be a. I think they'll probably do another time jump. Yeah, we don't have any Raven. We're fighting Blackfire with Starfire. Cool. We're going to have other villains. We got Hawk and Dove. We got Robin. We got Superboy. We got Beast Boy. We got possibly Ravager. We got to deal with De- Jason Todd turning into Red Hood, and I think this is going to lead to it. This is going to be a season three uh, B plot, C plot. So maybe we get Roy Harper to add somebody to the team. Who knows? Are maybe we going to find out about Jericho? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I like, know. is Jericho just done now? <laughs> I have no idea. It's him and Rose are like the Wonder Twins, but they just take place in Rose's body. <laughs> Sometimes so Jericho pops up. out. Sometimes Rose pops out. You never know which one it is. <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> this, let me say this. This show better land next season's finale and most of next season. Or I might have to start reconsidering titles and giving this like some CW level stuff. Like, well, no, because it's not CW level. It's better than that. But like, man, does it not execute some stuff? Like, my goodness. Yeah. And like stuff that like should be an easy fix. Easy, like I thought they got the hard part stuff right. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's some things where it's like, come on, you don't have finish to finish the layup. Smart. Like, yeah, that's my thing. Like they were trying to be too smart with some of this. Why did Donna have to die? No one had to die. You could have just sent her back to the mascara. Like <laughs> Jesus. So when she dies, is she come back? Come back with a black suit? Is that like a whole thing? Like, yeah, let's bring her back with a black suit. Nice. <laughs> she's she's no longer Wonder Girl. She's Troya. <laughs> Troya. Troya, the destroyer. <laughs> With her black suit and, and, and her fist of fury. Like, what are we doing here, Titans? Come on, man. But, yeah. hey, I wouldn't be mad if they, just, if they just took Brennan Thwaites and said, yeah, Titans, you guys had a run. Let's just give Nightwing his own show. <laughs> oh, shoot. Why not? Be, Let's do it. Yeah, I'd be cool with it. Because, like, why am I following Beast Boy? He only transforms into a tiger. <laughs> yeah, I'm about done with Beast Boy. I'm just like, why am I even caring about Beast Boy at this point? Literally, this after this season, I'm done with Beast Boy. I'm kind of done with Raven. I care about Starfire, so I'm into Blackfire. So I could take one more season with her. Hank and Dove, I've been kind of done with their ass for a while now. Uh, Donna's dead. I'm in the Superboy, so he could be over with the Superboy, uh, Starfire, and Dick Crew. Who else? Do, do I care about Jericho and Ravager? Meh. <laughs> oh, I, I care mean, about Jason. That's another one. But I, I mean, obviously, nobody on the show cares suit. about Jericho. <laughs> because they decided that they wouldn't address it at the end of the episode. Jupiter's the only one. <laughs> like, like, what are you... Hashtag justice for Jericho. <laughs> I mean, what are you just gonna you're just gonna make make a whole deal about this dude for three episodes, and then just like he gets shipped in, he gets sucked into the Ravager's body, and then we're just that's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Run it. Like, we're not gonna talk about this. Like Bruce Wayne and and Dick have a conversation, and in that conversation, they don't they not once mention Jericho or Superboy, uh, Superboy, or fucking uh, Jason Todd. <laughs> Yo, yo, fuck all that shit, bro. Fuck them kids. I'm Nightwing now, nigga. Run it. <laughs> yo, yo. No, bro. No. That's all you need now. No, bro. Like, come on, fam. We got to do better for season three. We got to do better. 
I mean, like, I feel like they're going to do good for season three. It's just you got to finish it better this time. Yeah, bro. You got to finish. Like, y'all did not stick the landing. If y'all would have stuck the landing, this would have been a, a solid 8.5 season. But because y'all sure. didn't stick the landing, it's like a 7. 6.5, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's weak. It's weak. That Like, that last episode was bad, bro. It was bad. I'm not even... I'm not even giving that last episode a C. I'm giving it a D, and that's because I'm a DC fan. If I was, if I, if I'm not a DC fan, it might be an F. Yikes! Like, that's, that's just rough. the truth. That's just the truth, man. Like, I expected so much more, y'all. Fan, like, the only reason why it was good, if I'm being honest, because of fan service. Oh, Nightwing. It, oh yeah, yeah. Nightwing, that is it. Like, and and if we're being honest, was Nightwing earned? Like, oh, I, and. And what was that whole thing with uh, now we're wondering what Raven's powers are actually capable of with this whole like healing did, like no like what was oh. the healing thing which was really convenient but like with oh how did they all get to Elko thing <laughs> yeah it wasn't Bruce it was some Raven magic mumbo jumbo shit <laughs> I was like wait 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 <laughs> like I actually thought that was pretty clever. I just don't know what we're doing, man. I just don't know what we're doing with Titans. I just, like, I feel more perplexed than I did after season one. And I shouldn't have been more perplexed. For some of the same reasons. Yeah, the exact same reasons. Like, will we ever get the crime-fighting team, the Teen Titans? Will we ever? Probably not. Jesus, man. Like, I don't know. There's going to be some drama. I don't give a fuck about their lives anymore. Let me see them kick ass and solve mysteries. Shit. Yeah, you want you want the TV of that. You want those those to start feeling like TV shows, huh? Yeah, man. Jesus, like I need some, I need some stuff because like Doom Patrol did it well, but like, come on, fam. Like if you're gonna give me action and say this is an action show, and then you you kill off Deathstroke within the first fifteen minutes of a forty-five to an hour show, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's a fair point. What are we doing? And then like. You give us a bullshit fight with Connor and, and Beast Boy that ends like this. Like, what are we doing? Like, I'm just being honest. Like, the exact same problems that, that in the last season happened at this one. No, I it's, mean, it, it's almost parallel. Like, it's like, almost the same thing. Damn, Titans. Damn. Watchmen, best show on television. Titans, not even close. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Titans. Did, did, uh, bro, Titans isn't even better than the boys. <laughs> Not even close. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard because the boys is just badass. Exactly. Is Titans better than Umbrella Academy? Yeah. Oh, you think it is? Yeah. You liked Umbrella Academy? You didn't like Umbrella Academy? I mean, I, it depends on what you're saying is better than Titans, better than Umbrella Academy. Like, I think the. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I guess you could almost say that Umbrella Academy as like a show was made better. Shot better, um, but I mean, like they also had a larger budget. They and, had some plot holes too, and they also had some plot holes. And the thing that makes Titans better than Umbrella Academy as well is name recognitions. That's true too. Fan service, hey, yeah. you got it, you got it. No, I feels that, I feels that. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, well, like, where you think Titans fell among these superhero television shows? Because at the beginning of the season, we said this could have been. Best superhero television. I know we don't consider Watchmen superhero television, but the boys came out, so I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard. Yeah, I don't know, but 
Titans. You should have ended better, boys, and y'all could have been high up there. Y'all could have yeah, been real let, high. Let us down. Let us down big time. My goodness. Let me get to The Witcher. <laughs> 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 let me see some fucking medieval shit. Cause yeah, so are... I mean, that's a good point. Like, I don't know what we're going to be doing now. I mean, we're going to have Watchmen for another week. And we're on Mandalorian for a few more weeks, but you know we're gonna have to find some new shows coming up. Yeah. Are we gonna have to do The Bachelor? <laughs> no, oh, hell no, bro. Probably gonna review Witcher, <laughs> or we go back to reviewing movies. Witcher, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have some movies. That's true. We are gonna have some movies to review. Like, looks like we're almost early. back to the Thursday. We're gonna be back to the Thursday schedule soon enough. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier in the show, there's some movies coming up in December that are gonna be worth watching. So that'd be great. Yeah, we got some good discussions for you guys to end out the year. I'm ready to. We got to talk not only best movies of the year, best TV shows of the year. We also got to talk year. decades, too. Yeah, we got to talk decade. Exactly. That's what I was getting to. I'm watching Veep, so don't you guys worry. I am watching Veep. Me and my girlfriend started it last night. Oh, well, uh, how far have you gotten? You gotten through the first season yet? <laughs> no, bro. I didn't watch that much. Like, I, 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 I'm like it- halfway through. Bro, like, uh, what? Okay, so there's eight episodes in a season. I watched four. 30 minutes, so it takes you four hours. <laughs> I, I watched four episodes, bro. That's it. Like, so you're I'm halfway blocked. through. Yeah, I'm halfway through. That's what I'm saying. So we're on our way. We're on our way, brother. Well, I, I think we need to go ahead and wrap this thing up so we can get you back to watching some more Veep. Right. Um, so let me go ahead and tell everyone what's going on with the Bros. You Think Network. Be sure to check out the preview for the latest uh, primetime podcast. They're doing a recap of the A&M game and their preview in the SEC championship. We've got a new Bros Who Think podcast dropping on Thursday. The boys are back. And uh, Anime Talk, I believe me and Chris are going to put out a point five, possibly this week. Be, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, yeah, be on the – just keep following uh, at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Follow LinBWT on Twitter. Send in questions for that you want us to discuss for bros who binge, send it at my Twitter, at the at the network's Twitter, or at Schubert's Twitter that he's about to say, or go to www.brosyouthink.com. On the homepage, scroll all the way down, put your first, last name. You can make up a name if you want. Put in the subject line, bros who binge question, and the, or, or binger's inquiry, or binger query, and then uh, put your question, and we will answer it on the next show. All right, yeah, my my Twitter and Instagram, so that we have that all together, is schubert 14 Definitely be sure to reach out to us. Definitely check out everything that's going on with the network. Uh, we had that hiatus last week because of the Thanksgiving holiday, so I'm excited to get back into the swing of things with bros who think and bros who ball and everything that's going on with us. Sports so, is wild right now. Yeah, sports is wild right now. And so, um, it, it's it's wild in football, and now we've also got basketball going, and it's pretty much a full swing, even in the college college basketball. Oh, yeah, so it's fun. Your t- your team's out of it now. We're talking about what football? Yeah, brother. Y'all oh, are done. My team is already out of it. Y'all th- y'all talking about fire and saving? Oh my god! No <laughs> one's talking. No one. No sane person is talking about that. I, did you see me getting a Twitter argument with some Arkansas fan today? No, I didn't. I'm going to check it out after this. Anyway, so that, that wraps up everything here for the 
67th episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Make sure to check out everything going on with the Bros Who Think Network and check out old episodes for old reviews of different episodes of the shows that we talked about and movies like The Joker. So um, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play, Play. wherever. So go out, go out and tell all your friends, share our stuff, and reach out to us and have conversations because we want you to be part of everything too. Have a great week, and as always, keep it.